Yo, 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 what is up? What is up? <clears throat> um, YouTube, Fox and Family, it's uh, Kira right here. I'm here with my uh, good old friend, uh, DF. You know, gonna do a little bit of a post fight recap on a good week in the boxing. And yeah, you know, we're gonna get right to it. So, um, yeah, DF, if you don't mind, you know, give us your thoughts. <clears throat> Uh, on the main events or just the, uh, or the cards, the entire cards in general? Yeah, like, um, either or, like, if you want to talk about that, it's up to you. Well, I will talk, oh, okay, well, first, I'll get into White versus Franklin, because that card was, well, the card was trash. But, and it's, it's, a, it's a lot of, un, yeah, it's, it's just a lot of random, like, a lot of random European fighters nobody's ever heard of. I mean, it was, like, the fights were cool, but it's just... Like, I didn't know any of the people, and, you know, it's not really worth talking about because I didn't have a lot invested in them. But, um, Sand, you know, Sandy Ryan won. She, she won her thing with this cool because she's not terrible. But, yeah, uh, White versus Franklin. So, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit distracted during the fight, but I watched it. I thought it could have been a draw. Um, people, A lot of people are saying Franklin won. I'm actually rewatching it right now just, you know, just so I can, uh, you know, talk about it more effectively. But, uh, no, I mean, Jermaine Franklin did a good job. Uh, he's undefeated. Uh, this was obviously a gimme fight for Dillian White to try to loop him up for Anthony for Anthony Joshua fucking rematch or whatever because Anthony Joshua is on suicide watch since he got his ass whooped. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, it was an entertaining fight. You know, it, it was good. Uh, Jermaine Franklin was active. They both got gas later on. Dillian White, I like. Not only do I not like Dillian White, but he was he was in there doing some whack ass Philly show. I was like, what the? F-? I, was, I, was like, what the f-? I was like, what the fuck is Buddy McGirt teaching you, bro? Like, you can already tell this dude doesn't like Buddy doesn't watch any tape. It was just weird. Like, it, it was weird. Uh, you know, all and then Dillian White's in there trying to be some kind of. He, he's trying to be more of a boxer because his defense sucks, and and he knows that he gets put out by an uppercut. He was scared shitless of the uppercut the entire fight. He was like scared yeah. out. Of, he was scared out of his mind. But I thought, I honestly thought that Jermaine Franklin landed the more eye-catching shots, the more, uh, the, the more punishing blows, uh, more convincing. Definitely more active in the first half. So, like I said, I thought it was either a draw or maybe it could have went either way. But I'm watching it again just to be sure. And you know, by the time, uh, you know, close, by the time we're halfway through this, I'll have another opinion. But Regis versus Depeta. All right. So that was a that was a good fight, and I, I already said I was like if Regis don't come in here and knock Zapata out, all that boogeyman shit is out the window because he spent he spent he spent months while only fighting once a year, crying that oh I'm avoided, nobody wants to fight me, blah blah blah. And this nigga was out here fighting Red Cash and all kinds of other shit. So and then he joined Pro Bellum, which is like what the fuck, like bro. How, how you gonna how you gonna join Pro Bellum, which is MTK Junior, and then swear to God nobody wants to fight you? Like, okay, if if you want to say Taylor doesn't want to fight you because he's afraid he might get his ass whooped again, okay, sure, fine, we believe that. But everybody else, like for example, I don't think that Subaru Matias would duck Regis. I really don't. I, I don't. I don't see any reason why he would why he would duck that. So you're talking about nobody wants to fight you. I'm like, okay, well, you know, whatever, nigga. But um. But yeah, he went in there. He, he did what he was supposed to do, and he cleared him. He knocked his ass out in the eleventh round. It was an entertaining fight. Um, I didn't like how Regis fought with his hands down. He, he was doing some weird Roy Jones shit. I don't like that. I've, I've never liked that. One of the reasons why Regis be having close fights sometimes is because he allows the opposition to score. If he just kept his fucking hands up, these fights would be easier to score. It'd be clear. He, he like he he probably would have got the decision 
you probably would have got a more convincing decision on Taylor or would have been a more obvious robbery, but you got to keep your fucking hands up, man. Because cause I, I, don't, I don't know if it's just maybe, like, his body or him being light-skinned, but his nose bleeds really easy. Like, he, you don't even need to land a clean shot, but his fucking nose will be bleeding. That, that shit sways the judges. So he needs to be cognizant of that in the future. But, no, it was, it was a good fight. It was a, it was a good fight. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, glad Regis got the dub. I didn't like that shit he was talking at the end. He was talking about, oh, I'm going to go on vacation and buy some property and all that bullshit. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, this tell, this basically tells me that in 2023, you're only going to fight. You're only going to fight once uh, once that year. And it's probably going to be some bullshit, like a, like a title defense or whatever. But, uh, or, yeah, it's not going to be a unification because Wayo said he want that ass, which is a good fight. I, I like that fight. Two aggressive South Paws. And, um... The rankings, I, the rankings. I don't know if the rankings have been updated already, but like, who? I don't even know who will be next in line. Like fucking Jose Ramirez or some shit. I don't know. But either way, it was a good fight. Uh, glad I watched it. Glad, glad Regis came out on top. And now 140 is looking. 140 looking stacked. 140 looking good. Matias got to win his shit, and then uh, we can try to get some unifications going. Boyo versus Matias would be some shit. That'd be some shit right there. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think uh, 140, like, I don't call 140 like a money division, in my honest opinion. Um, I think 140 is like a boot camp division to the welterweight division. So, like, it's pretty much just like a bunch of showcasing fighters. And, uh, you know, it seems like a good amount of people do fight each other. But the uh, but the main issue that I have with uh, 140 is just that, you know, when people talk about, like, people don't want to fight them, like, uh, they just kind of, like, go off on these weird tangents to, to think that um, 140 is just, like, like, but the uh, division where people are not, like, hyper-skilled and uh, people people don't need to, like, put it, like, uh, put in any work to get there. And uh, I think, like, uh, guys like Regis or, like, Teofimo Lopez and all those guys... Uh, they hold such like a really high egotistical standard to think that um, <clears throat> uh, that people need to like give them passes for them to say like oh well I've already done like enough in the sport to be um, honored so therefore um, I need to be given certain like you know barriers to um, entry for uh, certain things that I don't need to work as hard for. I've never heard him say anything like that, but it wouldn't shock me if he was on some bullshit like that. But e- either way, I-, I don't care what Reed just talking about for real. Like he got the championship, cool. We expect you to work, nigga. Like you're not you're not about to just cruise around here like Terrence Crawford or you know or whatever doing absolutely nothing. We expect you to goddamn work. And the reason why some of these divisions don't become money divisions is because people is pussy. Like if if you all if if you all are at least talking about are at the very least talking about fighting one another, you'll be in a good situation and then you'll actually drive fan threat to the division. Motherfuckers at 140 aren't even talking about fighting each other. Like, I mean, like I said, I don't think, like, Matias need to get a belt first, and but I don't think he's scared of anybody. But the only people that have made any actual, you know, the only person who's made any actual indication that he wants to fucking unify is Poyo, you know? But everybody else, everybody else is pussy. And I'm not calling Regis pussy, we're gonna see but I'm like, nobody else has that energy. Like, at least the dudes at 135, they're not fighting each other. 
but at the very least they're talking about it and publicly they're making it seem like they're actually going to make these fucking fights and while 40 dudes don't talk like when's the last time you heard from josh taylor josh taylor cried like a bitch after catterall got married haven't heard shit from him since and and, and, then, and then he vacated all the fucking belts in the process and that's another reason the the guy who owned the division wasn't even popular the guy who had all the belts had the, the whole divisional lockdown wasn't even popular he's not even popular in scotland so there ain't there ain't really no bread there, there ain't really no bread like that but um but you know there could be i mean sure regis and zapata both just got paid like a million dollars a piece so if they fucking work at it and keep putting on good fights like this there could be some goddamn money but the moment you put in a little bit of work you have a hard fight you talk all this bullshit about oh, i'm going on vacation I'm buy some properties okay well then how the fuck is the division supposed to get big how the, how, how, the, how the fuck are you supposed to draw eyes to the division where every time someone has a halfway hard fight, oh, it's time to go on vacation for a fucking year? Like, what the fuck, man, bro? Like, it's, like, I don't even know. And the fucked up thing is that Regis is 33 years old. I'm like, bro, like, it, like you, can, you can just go on vacation when you retire, fight some, actually earn some money, maybe become undisputed like you were supposed to be against Taylor, and then fucking retire and go to Brazil and buy the property you want. That's what happens. The motherfuckers are gonna stay in a sport too long and get their ass beat, and then they're gonna tarnish their legacy. So you know, that's, that's what I think. That's what I think about that. But yeah, it, it could be a money division. But I will say this though: one forty is not as deep as everyone says it is. It's not. It's not like welterweight where there's a whole bunch of or one thirty five or some shit, bro. One forty is the top five, six niggas, and everybody else is marginal. Like Tiafimo, marginal. Montana Love marginal barboza uh jose ramirez josh taylor catarol marginal niggas these are all marginal ass fighters and y'all gonna see y'all y'all gonna see over time that these dudes are not are like are like if catarol was josh taylor's ass again i'm not gonna certify catarol because i've watched josh taylor lose before he was never that fucking guy so i'm not gonna be like oh catarol's the ultimate badass because regis will take catarol the fuck out tank will be catarol ass if we're being honest so you know, but yeah, now nah, these dudes, these dudes are marginal. And once they clear these bitch dudes out, if we can actually get some good fights, maybe maybe more money will get drawn to the division. But until the top guys stop being pussy, it is what it is. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, uh, salute to Skywalker. Thank you for coming through. Um, yeah, I got a lot to talk about um, to uh, bring up with what you said. Um, I'll even use it. You know, like you know, use up the same thing for, I guess like women's boxing in a way. Like, I guess for like Chantal Cameron winning undisputed with uh, uh, Jessica uh, McCaskill. Like, uh, nobody doesn't talk about her, but in that same breath, like, sh- like uh, she could be in like the same spot with Josh Taylor, and um, let's just say nobody doesn't care that either one of them won like um undisputed but it's like if people are not consistently fighting one another then therefore they put themselves in a catch-22 principle where they're not really wanting to like challenge you know other fighters uh, to keep making more uh big money fights so therefore they you know make all these weird excuses of like why these fighters can't fight them and uh they tell these people to like you know go after other people but it's like how can you like you know make a division legendary if you know not everybody's going to uh, fight one another so <clears throat> i was also going to say for regis's case 
what he should do if I was in his shoes. Um, I would try unifying, you know, the belts at 140. And um, um, let's just say if he could fight Puelo, and then after that he could fight, you know, the winner between Subriel Matias and Ponce, and then maybe fight Josh Taylor or whoever or whoever gets up the WBO belt if he vacates. Josh Taylor's not going to fight Regis again. He's not. Okay, okay. All right. Well, I would at least try to unify, and then after all the unification fights are done, then um, here's my suggestion. I don't know if you can agree, but if, like, you know, if what the money's right, I'm just saying, like, if the money's right, Regis could have a fight with Errol Spence. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. But hear me out, hear me out. Uh, the reason why I'm saying that is because even if you win or lose that fight, you and Arrow can make a lot of money down south, down in Texas, and then the winner of that fight, well, I mean, after that, like, I don't think, like, uh, Regis Progate would turn down, you know, a fight with Crawford, but I don't think Crawford would even try to, like, go after Regis, but... He might. Don't, don't put it past Bud, he might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was just about to say. <laughs> Errol Spence wouldn't do it, though. Errol Spence wouldn't do it for multiple reasons. Number one, I don't think people in the South really fuck with Regis like that. Yeah. I, I really don't. Like, I know he's from Louisiana, but I don't think they fuck with him like that for real. Like, enough to where it would make a bunch of bread. Uh, number two, Errol Spence wouldn't get any credit for it because Regis is coming up from 140, and he's been a career 140-pounder, and he's already 33. Uh, number four, Errol Spence Jr. would run Regis the fuck over. Like it, it wouldn't even be, it, it wouldn't even be entertaining to watch. Would, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it wouldn't. Like honestly, they have like to the beat down. <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't even be fun. It wouldn't even be fun to watch. He would just, it would, it would look, it was like Regis would look pretty for the first five rounds, but again, once Errol Spence started going to the body, slow his feet up, it would just be, you just beat the shit out of Regis. Because look, Regis, I think Regis beat Josh Taylor, right? But that was a close-ass fight, and Regis was getting busted up. Josh Taylor is an inferior southpaw to Errol Spence Jr. Errol Spence Jr. will body Regis. I don't even think that shit will go the distance. I think he would get in there. Like I said, Regis would be on that jab, moving moving his head for the first, you know, four or five rounds. Errol Spence starts tagging that body. His feet get slow, and then he just gets knocked the fuck out. So, nah, I, I don't even like it. I mean, it sounds good, but I, I wouldn't even, even want to see that. He would just get ran over. It'd, 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 be, it'd be like a fucking toddler getting hit by an ambulance. It wouldn't even be fun. It's nah, no. But Bud, like I said, Bud might. Bud, Bud is an asshole. He, he might absolutely bring up Regis. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like you know, if you want to multiply like your money, you could easily do that. You know, if you're in Regis' shoes, even if you could potentially get beat up, you know, pretty bad. But at least you're getting like a good payday with Errol Spence. Well, if Regis wants, like, okay, well, if Regis wants to go to BLK Prime and fight Buzz, okay, yeah, whatever, that's what they're bullshitting over there anyway, but Spence, Spence wouldn't fight Regis. And like I said, it, it'd be, it like, honestly, it'd be, it would literally be worse than the Mikey Garcia situation. People, people would just talk shit, and also, like I said, he would, he would beat his ass. He, like, I give Regis no fucking shot. I give her, like, it's, like, it's, dude, it's like Roly and Tech, like, I give, I give, I'm sorry, I give Regis no chance. Like, Regis would get in there. Like I said, for the first four or five, he'll look all right, and he'll just get beat the fuck up. It, it, yeah, it, it, it's it's just one way traffic. It'll be one way traffic. He'll fucking he'll shell up, put his hands up, and then Errol Spencer just steadily beat the shit out of him until he just stops moving. So, I, I 
I like I said, I honestly I wouldn't even want to see Regis go out like that. If if they got if they got him to agree to some shit like that, okay, great. I get to watch Regis get destroyed, but I I mean <laughs> it does nothing for Errol Spence shit. And I mean and that might be Regis' last fight. <laughs> that Regis might have to retire. Because he's beat the shit out of Regis is too small. And and he already cut and he already cuts a lot of weight to even make one forty. Start barbecuing them ribs and probably spit up blood like fucking Omar Figueroa. Like it's just, nah. Like yeah. I like but I see fighting blood though. <laughs> yeah, like I I just figured that I suggested because, you know, if I'm looking at it, you know, from a financial point of view, you know, you could make a crap load of money, you know, just doing that. But then if you didn't like I know, like, Errol Spence would just beat the crap out of him, but, like, let's just say, like, if he didn't take that much damage fighting Spence and he just, you know, went from 47 to 140, you know, regardless if he wins or loses, and, you know, he could just basically, like, keep his title and then, you know, just, you know, continue to unify if that's a possibility. Yeah, I mean, that sounds good, but I'll tell you what. The most profitable option for Regis right now, okay, look, so Poyo got the WBA, Regis got the WBC, and Matias about to snatch uh, the IBF from Ponce's lame ass. So them them three right there have no fucking excuse not to fight. Regis is on Pro Bellum. He better not talk any shit because Stan Jonas is on Pro Bellum. And guess where Stan Jonas fights? Stan Jonas fights on Showtime. Regis is already fought on Showtime. So them niggas ain't got no excuse but to be scrapping. I feel like Poyo and Matias probably got more balls than Regis at this point. So they'll probably fight first. And I think uh, probably Matias will probably get that. I mean, Poyo's a good southpaw, but as long as Matias can stay on his jab and keep his hands up, should be all right. Probably, you know, might even be able to knock him out. So, um, so yeah, Matias should probably get that. And then after that, I, I don't really care what Regis is doing. You need to fight. You need to fight Matias if, if he get that. You need to you need to bring your ass on and, and show us why you're the man at 140. I'm trying to hear that bullshit, and I and I'm trying to hear you over there waiting around on Taylor because Taylor's pussy. Taylor's not gonna fight you. He's not. He's not going to fight you again. He saw how the first fight went. He just got embarrassed by Catterall. He still managed to stay undefeated. He's not going to fight Regis next. He might not even be Catterall for being fucking honest. Because Catterall now knows he got to get in there and knock this motherfucker out. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm like, yeah I, bet not, I, bet, I bet not hear no bullshit. Um, I bet not hear no bullshit from Regis talking about, oh, I'm waiting on Taylor and the rematch. Nah, nigga. Nah, that shit is done. I ain't trying to hear that shit. I already know that motherfucker ain't gonna fight you again, so come on, bring your ass. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Regis, you know, he'll profit a lot more at 140 if he wants to just do like a whole, you know, uh, do like a whole like you know campaign to like try to unify, and then after that maybe go for some like final big fights and then just um hang it up. I mean, there's a lot of good fights at 140 if, if he's won. Like, you got Sandor Martin, you got fucking Tiafimo, you got Gary Antoine Russell. Uh, and, P- and like, recency bias is a motherfucker. People are talking about Regis Program like Gary Antoine Russell doesn't exist. Now, all of a sudden, Regis Program knocks out Gary Antoine. I'm like, what the fuck? Where did y'all get this from? He couldn't even knock out Taylor. Bro, like, like I said, I think you beat Taylor, but that was a close-ass fight. Now everyone's talking about Regis like he's the ultimate badass. I'm like, look, Regis is very talented, and I think he should have been undisputed at 140. But let's not, let's not get crazy. Let's not get man. I think, I think Antoine will beat him. I think, I think Antoine will, will box his fucking ears off. People, oh, <laughs> Ant- 
Antoine looked shaky. He's like, I'm like, yeah, he was fighting Postal. This nigga fought Zapata. Like, bro, Zapata got knocked out by Terry Flanagan in the second round. Fucking levels, bro. Like, uh, like the fucking Postal survived Terrence Crawford. Like, what are what are we talking about? That that's why that's that's why. I mean, number one, his father died. Number two, he was nursing a shoulder injury. And number three, I mean, you know, yeah, did the knockout look like whatever? But the reality of the situation is that he's been fighting the same, if not better, comp. So of course, his fight's gonna look a little, you know, he's gonna struggle a little bit more. <laughs> and that's and, that, and that's no disrespect. That's just the situation. But y'all just writing Antoine off. I'm like, all right, you niggas need to fucking relax, bro. Like, I mean, shit. Regis' best wins are Joel Diaz Jr., Ndongu, Flanagan. Relic, Taylor, in my opinion, and then you got Red Cash and Zapata. Okay, that's dope, but you know Bartolome and Postal were some certified dudes. You know, yeah, yeah. So, you know they're tough, hard punchers. Were the stoppages kind of trash? Sure, but I think Russell was going to clear him regardless. Like he wasn't, he wasn't down on the cards from Postal. So, I mean, you know, as long as they say what they want, but he was. It's not like he was down on the cards. But. uh <laughs> Yeah, but I think I think that's good shit. Also, uh, some some of the fights from the Zapata card, one of my favorites. Well, two two. Well, a few dudes I want to bring up. So Fernando Vargas Jr. He looked good. He looked cool. He looked big and strong. You know, he he did he, he did his thing. I, I like what I saw from him. Uh, let's talk about this motherfucker. I call him Jalopy. Okay. Yeah, Jalopy. <laughs> yeah, fucking Jalopy. All right. Okay. Jalopy. So. Jalopy yeah, so, Toppy. Yeah, so, oh, so yeah, he, he knocks Curtis Harper the fuck out of everyone. Everyone, everyone, uh, <laughs> to Ray Mancini, real life on camera, said that Jalopy is ready for Wilder. <sighs> uh, get the fuck out of here, you racist piece of shit. And it's funny, I call Ray Mancini a racist on Twitter. His fucking son, who I didn't even know existed, came at me, uh, Ray Mancini Jr. You're talk, didn't talk about my damn dad. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, uh, my dad was just expressing his opinions, and, you know, you didn't have to listen. I'm like, with all due respect, I appreciate your devotion to your father, but your dad is racist as hell, and I'm not going to stop talking about it. Because you know Ray Mancini's only loss came from niggas, right? I think I think he, I think he got knocked out by the same yeah, black he, dude. He, um, he got knocked out by, um, hold on, I will take a look at it right now. He got knocked out by... Was it? Man, he got stopped three times. <laughs> All right, he got stopped by, um, he got stopped by Greg Coggin. <laughs> he got, yo, um, he um, um, he got stopped by um Alexis Arguello, and um, um, who was that the other guy? Um, he got stopped by, um, Livingstone Bramble. Yeah, that was a black dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, him, him and Sergio Moore are mad that some of their only L's came from black people. Like, look, okay, that's that's tough. I don't, gotta... I don't understand like uh, why they have to be so like openly racist about it. It's like, look, you know, I understand you guys got problems with like some black fighters or just black people in general, but just keep it to yourself. Like, yeah, I just feel know. like honestly, like uh, they, but uh, they have like a different energy, like you know, in person with you. Versus on TV, like they have to say that because, like, uh, that's how they keep their names, you know, somewhat like uh, relevant in the conversation. My thing is, 
you can't talk that shit because it, I guarantee if Wilder really made fucking him versus Jalopy or even him versus Hergovic, people would accuse him of cherry picking. People would say, oh, look, he's picking on uh, unheralded prospect. I'm like, okay, well, then stop hyping these niggas, man. It's, 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 the same, it's the same as people do with Ryan Garcia. The only reason why somebody like Tank is even interested in Ryan Garcia is because everybody who knows boxing knows he sucks dick, but y'all have hyped him up so fucking much that now he's popular and people, like not even people, little fucking teeny boppers, bitches on Instagram think he can actually box. So now so now people like Tank, he looks like a worthy opponent. I'm like, look, if y'all don't want these dudes to keep interrupting marquee fights and you actually want the best fighters to fight, stop hyping up these niggas who have done nothing and look like garbage doing nothing. Ryan Garcia has not only accomplished nothing in the goddamn sport, he's a ducking bitch, and he's looked bad in the fights in which he's won. Even fights where he's won by decision, he looked bad. Like in Togo, when he's fighting Togo sandwiches, he looked horrible. He looked horrible. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then everybody wants to see this nigga get ran over. Okay, fine. Good. But at the same time, these same people were talking about how better, more marquee fights need to be made. Well, then shut the fuck up about people like Ryan Garcia and Jalopy, because don't nobody care. Don't nobody care. Like, like, like people were talking about this nigga Jalopy like he's the second coming of Christ. Like, it is ridiculous. And then when man see me get out there talking about, oh, he can fuck a Wilder right now, I'm like, oh my God, you're a fucking dummy. Like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Oh my Jesus, like like based off of what? Like the guy he knocked out was a nigga that like walked out on a jog because the money wasn't right. <laughs> Jesus Lord. So I had to get that out. Then this goofy ass son talking about, yeah, you sat there and listened to the whole broadcast. I'm like, bro, your father was commentating over the fucking fight. I wanted to hear what the intelligent people were saying. He happened to be fucking talking in the background. I'm not going to stop watching boxing because your father needs to pay the fucking rent. Like, because like, he still needs to fucking commentate on these goddamn things. But yeah, that motherfucker came at me on Twitter acting like he was somebody. I'm like, bro, the fact I'm like the fact that you discovered who I was before I discovered who you was, and I ain't nobody says everything in and of itself. I didn't know Ray had kids until right now. You've accomplished nothing. You're literally just living off your fucking dad's royalty checks or whatever. Just anyway. living off of like your damn father's name like a pussy. Yeah, and Ray man's here. Rayman said he didn't even make that much money right now. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't even make that much money. That's why his ass is commentating so often. Cause he ain't make shit. He ain't make shit. He probably snorted most of his bread. Anyway. Bro, if I worked for like Showtime or like all these big networks, like I'd be talking shit to like guys like Rayman Sydney. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, like go sit your ass somewhere. That's why PPC don't have his ass on no more. Probably got too many fucking complaints. Always saying dumb shit. Like, bro. There'll be times where he would just be calling the fight wrong. He would literally be calling the fight wrong. Like, I remember one of the most egregious fights he ever called was Fulton versus, uh, a- like, Isaac Avalar. This, dude, like, bro, this, this nigga Avalar had, like, like two or three losses at the time. And, yeah. and he's, over, he's, over, he's, over here, he's over here hyping up Avalar that Avalar really getting some work in. He's talking about, oh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, of all, you know, both fighters are doing well. They're mixing up with the inside. But I think that Avalar, Avalar's going to take it. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's literally having no success. This nigga's getting whooped, dog. Like, actually, no, my bad. I apologize. <laughs> Avalar was actually undefeated at the time. He was 15 and up. Yeah, he was undefeated. He got stopped. Yeah, he was 15 and 0, and Stephen Fulton knocked him the fuck out in the sixth round. And then, dude, and then, and then fucking Ray Mancini's over there talking about, oh, he's putting in work. He's going to come back. He's doing all this. I'm like, bro, he's getting demolished. What are you saying? He's not, he hasn't landed a clean fucking shot 
in three rounds. Talking about, oh, Avalar is clearly winning this fight. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, bro, get this. <laughs> I'm like, bro, if you don't get this bitch dude out of here, if you don't get this bitch out of here. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what's wrong? Are you fucking Avalar's uncle, nigga? Huh? He's getting his ass whooped. He's getting his fucking ass whooped. I ain't trying to hear that. No. Talking about. Sorry, I'll be here talking about. Oh, Avalar's clearly landing the cleaner punches. He's doing more effective work on the inside. If if I had to put my money on anybody, it'd be Avalar. Had no success. Had zero success and got knocked out very quickly after that. I'm like, man, get your bitch ass out of here, bro. I ain't got time for this bullshit. It's crazy, man. That nigga's stupid. Like, like, look, like, like, I, I call, I try to be objective. Do I want to see black people win? Absolutely, but I'll never, I'll never sit there. While black dude is clearly getting his ass demolished, and be like, "Oh, he's clearly winning the fight." Like, no, I'm be like, "Damn, they getting fucked up." Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm never, I'm, I'm never gonna like do that. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> also, I want to move on and talk because motherfuckers talking shit. I want to move on and talk about uh, another fight on the Zapata card, which was Charles Conwell versus Brayton. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was like pretty pissed off, um, actually watching that fight. Well, you know, let's 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 put let's put some context on it. So, Abreu was a welterweight, uh, and he moved up in weight. Now we all know that Jerron and his boots destroyed uh, Abreu. We all know boots is special. That's boots destroys dudes. That's what boots does. Okay, Conwell hasn't had that many fights. Conwell is only seventeen fights in. Boots yep. has had almost fucking thirty. Okay. <laughs> You know, and 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 maybe and, and keep in mind, Boots and Charles Conwell spar, and Boots' face doesn't look fucked up. So that should tell you like who, who is where. Um, you know, and maybe Boots has the power advantage. But also, again, Abreu was you know uh, not weight drained. He was more active. He was throwing more punches. He was heavier. He was harder to knock out. So, you know, it's it's just like Montiel. Montiel got smoked by Mungia at one fifty four. Went twelve with Charlo at one sixty. It's just different situation. And also, Conwell got cut in, like, the first fucking three rounds. It was a major cut, had blood leaking on his eye and shit, and he couldn't see. So, you know, people are like, oh, he didn't knock him out. Oh, maybe Conwell's not that guy. Like, oh, shut the fuck up. He'll be, he'll, he'll be Fundora ass. I'll tell you that. I bet that. Yeah, Styles my fights. Yeah, I bet it'll be Fundora ass. Talking, y'all, talking <laughs> that, y'all, 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 y'all talking that shit. So, so, so yeah. Damn, just, yeah, these things. <laughs> Things happen. Also, I think he might have been nursing an injury because I noticed that his jab wasn't as active. He wasn't wearing his usual. He wasn't wearing horsehair gloves like he used to wear. So maybe he has some injuries. Motherfuckers don't know. So, so you know, that's. I mean, I asked and Lou DeBella said he didn't have. Lou DeBella said he didn't know of any injuries. I asked Conwell himself. He never got. He hasn't gotten back to me yet. But um, but yeah, you know, he, he might, maybe he was nursing some injuries and shit. But like I said, this is one of those fights. Still did a good job. The yeah, the the. Off, the right? Yeah, the majority decision was bullshit, by the way, because he out he outlanded him by uh, yeah yeah he out he outlanded him by a lot. He landed like fifty six. Yeah, he, he landed him a couple times too. Yeah, he just couldn't finish because he had blood in his fucking eyes. He's literally bleeding into his goddamn eye. That's things like I've had blood in my eyes before. It fucking sucks. Like it's not it's, it's not a good experience. Like I, I've had a cut on the top of my head where it's bleeding into my eyeballs before. It's just fucking horrible. So, yeah, but uh, isn't that dangerous? Because that blood can get into your, can get into like your uh, bloodstream, you know, through your eye. Yeah, it's it's miserable. It's a very miserable experience. Like I think I I think I fucking, I think uh, I got stabbed in the head with a pencil one time, 
And then uh, it was like in like elementary school or some shit. But yeah, there was blood and it, some of it like dripped like in the corner of my eye. And it was, it's, 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 <laughs> it's it stung. Like it fucking stings. It's terrible. It's a horrible experience. <laughs> so, so when you're, so when you, when you got a massive cut, when you got, when you got a massive cut and it's bleeding into both your, well, it's bleeding into one of your eyes and it's a lot of blood, that shit sucks. So, you know, he wanted to make sure he didn't get caught with no hot shit. And, you know, but, but a braid was tough. Like Afro, Afro Latino fighters are usually fucking tough. Like like the ones that come from Latin America, but they're dark. They're they're usually pretty fucking tough. They usually throw. They have a decent amount of power. And they're usually pretty tough to knock out. So uh, so you know he came. You know he, he came. He but yeah, I, I don't want to hear this talk about oh Conwell's not good. Conwell's is like oh, okay nigga. So when it's time for him to fight one of your favorites at one fifty four, I don't want I don't want to hear you talking no shit. Oh, Conwell, Conwell's not that known yet. Blah blah blah. Like. Right, and, he, and he's yeah, and, he, and he's talking. He's talking about fighting like ex champions like Danny Garcia and stuff like that, which are some good fights. But they're not gonna fight Conwell, even with that performance. They know that shit not sweet. <laughs> they, they know that shit not sweet. It's just Danny like Danny Garcia just, gonna be like, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Tony Harrison. Nah, Danny Gar Danny Garcia would rather fight Errol Spence Jr. again at 154 than fight fucking Charles Conwell. Charles Conwell will retire Danny Garcia. Danny Garcia will get his ass all the way whooped. Ah, oh, come on, man! <laughs> I just, I just is what it is. Like if Danny Garcia can apply his new boxing tools that uh, that he's been fucking learning uh, in, uh, you know, over there, over there in Philly or wherever, hey, he might stand a chance. But based on what I've seen, uh, now nah, he gets whopped. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Danny comes into one fifty four because I really hope he doesn't fight Aris Landy Lara because if he does that, then. I'm gonna be pissed at Danny. <laughs> why? Why? That's a good fight. Why wouldn't he fight Ares Landy? Yeah, but I mean, if he's gonna fight him at like what you know, at um one sixty, and then like like what fight for fight for like, the regular title, and then you know maybe try to petition to fight Triple G. You know, I, you know, I like I wouldn't mind that. That's a good idea. Danny, you know what? Danny Garcia going up to 160 actually would be a terrible idea because 160 is weaker than 154. Because honestly, at once at 154, I don't even think he beats Lubin if we're keeping it 100. percent I, I don't. I really don't. I think Lubin will beat his ass. But yeah, like I think yeah, moving up, moving up one more. Uh, that might not be a horrible idea. It really might not. But also, uh, he was talking about fighting Charlo. I think Charlo should take that. That's some good smoke. That's good smoke. Oh, yeah, yeah, Danny, Danny versus Charlo. That's a good name. Yeah, that's good smoke. It's a lot of money in that fight. And Danny will get his ass whooped. So, you know. Oh, wait, at Charlo, uh, by Charlo, it, like, uh, like um, at uh, 160? No, I'm at 154. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, like, why can't Danny fight Charlo at um, 160? <laughs> because, Char because 160, Charlo wouldn't bother with him. He wouldn't bother. He he wouldn't he, he wouldn't he wouldn't bother with him because he's coming up from 140. He doesn't have a belt. Hadn't fought anyone at 160. And Charlo himself might not even stay at 160. And if he is, he has he has people ahead of him. Like he like if Charlo wants to stay at 160, he needs to be fighting uh, Adamas. He needs to be fighting Triple G. And he needs to be fighting Mungia or or fucking uh, Lara in that order. He doesn't like Charlo didn't have no more time to waste. But uh, but Mel is already on a high streak. So if Daddy want to come up and get his ass beat for a bag, hey, nigga, do that. <laughs> Yeah, that is just crazy. I mean, he did. He called him out. Like he, he like after he went undisputed, he's like, "I love to fight Jamal Charles." And I was like, 
I was like, yeah, all right, nigga, sure. <laughs> Sounds good, daddy. Shut up. Fight some damn body. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 man, that is wild, man. That is wild. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, like I said, it's, I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's, these are these are good fights and they can happen but if danny if danny wanted some more career success like to do like a second run yeah i wouldn't uh 160 is not a terrible idea danny is not a small person and uh, he looks like he's made some improvements uh as long as he you know maybe throws his hands and, and punches with both hands and runs some combinations a little bit even though he might have some gas tank issues he could do some damage but you know that's up to that's up to him and his fucking his his, his team his father whatever the fuck whatever the fuck they own yeah, just find uh, it crazy. Like you know, he's been out about the ring for quite a while now. But yeah, like it'll be interesting to see what he does. I mean, I'd rather see Danny retire. But really? Yeah, because like I don't want to see him get beat up by like you know any more people if he knows he can't beat them. But he's only had a, he's only had his ass whooped once, and that was by Errol Spence. The other fights were he barely got hurt. Like, he was barely touched. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he was hurting, like, Keith Thurman and Sean Porter. and Yeah, but he, I mean. Oh, wait, actually? I mean, uh, Thurman had him hurt, like, once or, like, once. But that was it. Like, he's barely, he's barely had his ass whooped. The only person that really beat the shit out of him was Errol Smith. Errol Smith whooped his ass. Was like, damn. <laughs> that's why, yeah, uh... that's why he was talking about <laughs> mental, he was talking about mental health and depression because he had to, like, basically, it's what a lot of fighters fear. They, they a lot of fighters don't want to they don't want to come like no man wants to come to terms with this with this place on the food chain bro like, it's like it's like it's like when you it's like when you're out in your it's like when you're out with your girl and then you're put in a combat situation you know you cannot afford to take a l no matter what she tells you no matter what she's like oh it's okay babe don't no if you get your ass whooped in front of the person you're supposed to protect that is a lifelong thing like no matter the circumstances i'm not saying it's going to result in the breakup but it's still bad he got his ass beat in front of like the entire planet his kids his wife his father and this is and, and this is a former champion and 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 you know he came in there and errol spence made him look stupid he made him look horrible he made him look like he had really not boxed so you know and the thing is too from the third round he was on he was like oh shit, okay i'm not gonna win this fucking fight like literally you could tell from the third round on he was like oh my god okay yeah i'm not winning this shit. nope this is fucked. i just gotta not get knocked out and that was it he came in Errol Smith hit him to the body one time. He was like, "Ooh, shit!" Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. You know, so, and it's tough. It's it's tough. I mean, because especially because he already had two losses to. He already, in mind, he had two losses in fights that were close as fuck that he probably could have won if he had made some adjustments or maybe had a different coach. Because his father, yeah, yeah, his that's father, what I was about to say, yeah, his father's a dumbass. Because I mean, you got because and you know, Danny Garcia must have been pissed. Because you have people in there talking about Ugas beat Sean Porter and Danny Garcia probably at the house like I might have beat Sean Porter then if, if we're doing that. Oh, Danny Danny Garcia versus Ugas would have been, you know, another good fight. But I was also going to suggest like him and Ugas should probably fight at 154 because it's like, you know, that's a really good pay per view level fight. You know? Uh yeah, I mean Ugas ain't doing shit else. I mean God knows. God knows he ain't got shit left for welterweight and shit. I don't know. Unless he's going to fight. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, shit, unless he wants to do a rematch with Jamal James or fight Michael Fox, nigga, who are you doing? Yeah, like, I was also going to say um, uh, Danny should probably also fight um, 
Oh man, who's that other good fighter at 154? Um, hold on, let me take a look at it right now. Um, he should fight. Oh uh, man, what's his name? Uh, um, he should fight. Um, he should fight Lubin, <coughs> or he should fight. Um, who should, who should, who should I, fight Lubin? Danny. Oh, okay. I was. I thought you were talking about Ugas. I was like, oh my god. What Ugas versus Lubin? Ugas <laughs> fucking knocked smooth out. Oh my Jesus. That fight wouldn't go seven rounds. Who else would get fucking cleared? Oh, my God. He got that Cuban school boxing. Yeah. Beat Lubin. No, the thing, he can't punch. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's all to it. He can't punch. That's, that's, that's done. Like, you shit. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, nah, but nah. Okay. Yeah, Danny Garcia yeah. versus Lubin is good. I think Danny Garcia loses, but, uh, you know, still good. Yeah, like I was also gonna suggest uh, Danny should fight Jesse Vargas. Um, like uh, that's a good ass fight. Oh my god, man! Fuck Jesse! Ain't nobody trying to see that bullshit. (laughs) He just he just got knocked out by Liam Smith. Oh fuck no! Liam, Liam, Liam. Nah, ain't ain't nobody trying to see Danny Garcia fight a nigga that got smoked by a dude whose nickname is Beefy. Oh no! (laughs) Nah, nah, nah. Danny Garcia. <laughs> oh, that's a cool fight. He probably knocked Perella out, but um, that, that's yeah, right, a yeah. that's a cool little fight. But no, Perella has made some improvements. Perella has made some improvements under Roy Jones. Uh, but yeah, Danny Garcia. Actually, no, I don't think Danny Garcia probably would knock him. I probably get him a decision. But uh, but yeah, he he'll beat Perella ass. Um, you know what, Danny Garcia. Honestly, if if he has some sack, he would fight Fundora. I think he could beat Fundora. Yeah, I think so. I think I think he'll lay him smooth out. <laughs> real, real talk, real talk. Because if correctly, <laughs> yeah, real talk. Because we all watched Fundora versus Sergio Garcia. Not only not only did Sergio Garcia look effective, he was in there on the inside. He was landing. He was putting work in. He was landing good shots, and he had Fundora hurt multiple times. And Sergio Garcia is not some ultimate badass. Tony Garcia made Sergio Garcia look like a bitch. Like t- Tony Harrison, Tony Harrison handled Sergio Garcia like nothing. That was an easy ass fight for yeah, Tony. Sergio Harrison. Garcia, that's a good ass fight too. Yeah. So and 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 yeah, and then also, uh, fucking Fundora was getting his ass whooped so bad in round seven. They ended the round sixty seconds short. They could. Yo, yo, I was laughing so hard. Yeah, yeah. They, yo, they, I was like, yo, like, what are they doing to this guy? I'm like, are, are yeah, you kidding me? Yeah, they they fuck they fuck Sergio Garcia over because he's a dude from Spain. But you know, uh, but but yeah, no, they they fucked him over. He was in there whooping Fundora's ass. Fundora was hurt on the ropes, and they cut the round sixty yeah. seconds short. I was, I was I was I was like, oh hell no! I, like right then, I was like, this Nick. I was like, man, bro, this dude not oh, certified. I used to like I used to crap on Sergio Garcia because I was like, okay, yeah, this guy's just like a marginal fighter from Spain. But like the minute when I saw him face against Fundora, I was like, okay, you know what? He made me like him because he act like like um he actually came to win, and I was just like, you know, from what the two losses that he had with Fundora and Tony Harrison showed to me, like, you know, he's like you know um he's game bred, you know what I'm saying? Like fighters that keep coming back and testing themselves, you know, against you know the odds against uh you know 
like top 10 or top 15 guys like that uh i think i think that you know shows a lot more courage in their skill set versus like guys like fundora you know like you know he just thinks like he could just run through anybody but like it's funny how pvc's matchmaking him because like i was like talking with uh like uh, don't you know that one other fighter that i spoke with michael um angeletti and he literally told me like how pvc match makes is that they give you like the list of guys that you could fight but you know they're not going to give you guys that are easy they're going to give you guys you know that are difficult so it's almost like a pick your poison type of matchmaking because you don't know who these guys are unless you're going to do your research on them but <coughs> yeah but uh that's pretty much like uh what i wanted to bring up you know as a point because you know guys of sergio garcia's caliber definitely shows that there's way more better fighters out there in a division or regardless of what division you campaign at because you know anybody could just you know get that phone call and come in and basically upset the um apple card so yeah i mean it's not that he was a bad fighter he just hadn't really been fighting anyone so we had no we had no metric for him Fondora isn't a bad fighter either, but, you know, we've seen him fight more certified opposition with actual championship experience uh, than Sergio Garcia. For example, like um, like, like Jorge Cota. Jorge Cota wasn't a shit, but he had been in there with some champions, so he had more uh, quantifiable experience than anybody that uh, Sergio Garcia had ever actually fought. Despite the fact that he, you know, he was, he, you know, he, he was undefeated up until he fought Fondora. He had 33 uh no he had like he had like 30 31 32 fights uh and and he was undefeated so that's you know that's a good win for fundora but there was some fuckery though there, there was some fuck shit involved and you know i think that if they gave i think they gave uh you know if they had let that around go on it might have been a closer fight maybe garcia would have got a knockdown maybe would have knocked him out but we don't know it's 60 seconds but uh the most notable opponents that garcia had even fought was ted cheeseman uh, from you know, from England, and then uh, motherfucking Sergey Rapchenko, who's also not really anybody particularly special. So, but no, he definitely did. Uh, he, you know, he definitely did his thing in there, and he, and he, you know, he fights this hard out. He throws a lot of punches. He's very tough, but like when it comes to world level competition, he just he's not that guy. And, and and Tony Harrison fucking showed that. Tony Harrison went in there and made him look like some bullshit. And he and he cleared him and he cleared him cleaner than Fandora. Like with Tony Harrison, there's no questioning Tony Harrison won that fight. He beat Garcia ass. Whereas with Fandora, there you can argue that he fucking lost. You can argue that he fucking lost. People don't talk about it. Yeah, I agree. Um I think when it comes to matchmaking at all in boxing, can we both agree that you know the matchmaking nine times out of ten is garbage until you get put up in there with some killer that you don't know that could easily like you know wreck your whole entire career oh uh, i mean yeah i mean sometimes there can i mean for the most part i agree but sometimes sometimes there are moments where someone is actually not a killer and it's just the it's just a physical coincidence i'm not going to use the term lucky punch i'm just it's you know it's just things happen it's a phenomenon like someone someone can just happen to land a punch and that be it like like one of the best examples of this is nicholas walters versus nonito donaire nicholas walters was certified as pretty much a nobody i mean he, what, what, the, what the fuck was his nickname the fucking axe murderer or some shit like like you know but he hadn't done anything then out of nowhere he just 
gets a good shot off, good tempo shot off, and knocks Donaire the fuck out. And then from that point on, he's the ultimate badass until Lomachenko fights him, and then he don't fight no more. So, so shit like that can happen. So it's not even that you run into a badass. It's just maybe you got a little bit lack, uh, you know, lackadaisical, and you ran into a punch. That you know, shit like that could also happen. But uh, but matchmaking is, ma- matchmaking is. There's no optimal way to do it. It's it's company based, because because you know sometimes sometimes they matchmake to take advantage to put a fighter in position like they did with Lomachenko, and then sometimes they matchmake because they know that a fighter needs fucking baby steps. Like Virgil Ortiz Jr., they know that boy's not ready. They know that they know that boy's not ready. They know he doesn't beat fucking Bud. They know he doesn't beat Spence. They know he doesn't beat Boots. And to be honest, the fact that the fact that they've made no noise about Stanionis, they probably think they don't beat Stanionis. So you know, it's it's just you know, it's just it's just levels. And like I said, with the internet, now people can see the levels much more clear. Like you can tell who's not gonna beat who. You can like you can watch Devin Haney's entire career from when he's 17 to now. You couldn't do that. You couldn't do that before the current the current era. Yeah, um, I find it interesting that you say that because you know um, when I used to wrestle in high school, uh, I got matched up tough. Like, like you know, especially you know at the JV level, uh, you know they set you up with everybody. You know, like uh, regardless if it's guys that have won you know national tournaments back to back or state tournaments in their own state you know you get matched up with like all the uh top level names and um you know regardless of jv or varsity it's like you're getting matched up extremely tough and uh you know by time when it's ready for you to like take it to that olympic level or just like college level in general, you know, that's like guys from all over that are like getting way better. And it's like, by the time when you get up there, it's like, you know, it's kind of like what you say, like, you don't know what's going to go on because, you know, business wise, you may think like, okay, this guy is somewhere to your level, but at the um, end of the day, it's all about, you know, which dices are rolled into your favor or not, because it's like, you got to be ready for um, anything. Um, in boxing at least, but <clears throat> I think like uh, what gets me very upset is like, you know, when the business gets involved and, you know, fighters try to ask for so much more money because they know that this guy is like high risk, low reward. And then they try to make up all these weird excuses to say, oh, well, I don't want to fight this guy that has the same record as me. And, you know, I already know how well he fights, but, you know, uh, they just want to like find ways to like make fights happen and uh they just make more you know no excuses to just try to act like you know certain things need to be you know like a certain barrier to um entry my thing is to whenever teams brand someone as high risk lower war without anyone asking them you're basically telling me you're telling me that you're going to avoid that person that's what you're telling me. That's a duck. And I don't give a fuck if it's strategic or not. You are ducky. But also, one thing that's important is that motherfuckers with no credentials, motherfuckers that aren't certified based off of anything, they have no excuse to not fight people on their level. Like when Virgil Ortiz talked about uh, how people just want to fight him to get a payday, that bullshit like, made my ass itch major. Because I'm like, bro, you ain't shit. You ain't shit, and you ain't even done shit. Like, it's, it's crazy, because as soon as you talk about uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr. fighting Boots, 
first thing they go to is resume. I'm like, what the fuck are you defending Virgil Ortiz with resume for? He's an undefeated contender like everybody else. Why would why 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 doesn't he have to put in any work? Like Stan Jonas fought Butayev. There were two undefeated niggas, barely fought anybody, were around the, the around the, the, the same, you know, the, the same point in their career. They fought each other, had a banger of a fight, and Stan Jonas happened to come out on top. Why do people want to protect Virgil Ortiz so bad? Who the fuck is like 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 dudes dudes that have put in no work be getting the fucking fan protection agency? I'm like, who are these people? Like I, I only want to protect fighters that have actually fucking done something. Like, like if you want to protect fucking uh, uh Jamel Charlo from somebody, or you want to protect Spence from somebody, or you want to protect fucking you know Wilder or fucking even like you know or 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 you know like somebody like that. If you want to protect those dudes, then okay, fine. They've actually put in some work and done. Like if like if like if Bivol or Better Be have wanted to protect themselves from someone. That would make more sense. Those are dudes that have actually done shit, accomplished things, fought people. This nigga Virgil Ortiz has done nothing. Who the fuck? Like, bro. Like, I just, I don't understand. It's just like people want to protect Jaime Munguia. For what? For what? Like, what the fuck are you getting out of this? He's not, like, you're not even saving him for marquee fights. He's just going to fight some more bullshit. So I just, I don't, I don't even be understanding. Like, I understand why the teams... Want these motherfuckers to be saved, but I just don't understand why the fans be making excuses. Talking about who who has boots fought? Like, shut the fuck up. At least boots is trying to fight everybody. Thank you, thank you. Like, like why? That's like, what makes a fighter a good fighter. <laughs> like when yeah. you're trying to call for the big fish, but the big fish don't want to come out and play with you. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, Virgil Ortiz Jr. is not a big fish. His team knows he's not a big fish. I, I swear to God, Crawford is a bitch. He will be a bitch until the day he dies. But he will knock Ortiz the fuck out. I, I promise. I promise he'll clear him. He, nobody nobody that doesn't move their head is going to survive on the elite level, especially at welterweight. I'm sorry. If you don't move your head, you're not you're not beating elite fighters. You're not. You're not. It, it just is what it is. It's like, it's like people talk about like like people talk about Hector Luis Garcia and, and Ryan Garcia and shit. Them niggas aren't beating Tank. Why? They don't move their heads. It's that simple. If you can't beat ta- if you if you can't move your head, you're not beating Tank. That's why Cruz didn't beat Tank. That's why Roley didn't beat Tank. That's why Hector not gonna beat Tank, and that's why Ryan Garcia not gonna beat Tank. They're not. They don't move their fucking heads. It's over. <laughs> yeah, this, this shit is this shit is simple math. Like you don't need to be some boxing expert to to put together a few points about styles. Like Tank punches really fucking hard, and he boxes really fucking well. If you do not move your head, you're going to get smoked. That's it. Plain, plain and fucking simple. Yeah, speaking of uh, Tank and uh, Dimitri Bivol, let's start with Bivol, but uh, did you see that uh, 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 that thing that Bivol had with Charlo? Um, you know, Charlo, Charlo was trying to, like, press him to try to fight him, and it seems like Bivol was uh, showing some cowardice and not wanting, you know, to fight Charlo. Uh, okay. Well, after Bivol cleared Canelo, I actually posted on Twitter that Charlo should send paperwork to Bivol for a mega fight at 168 and try to use some of that bag that PBC was getting ready to fuck off on Canelo to fight him and Benavidez. That's what I put. And you can still find the tweet somewhere around like May or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, or, or whenever the fuck they fought. I posted it right after the fight ended. But, um, but no, I don't think Bivol's scared of Charlo. I really don't. Uh, Charlo is big. He's a big dude. But I don't think Bivol's scared. Because the thing is, Bivol had the same reaction when fighting Canelo again. I, I don't think Bivol takes these dudes serious. Like, like people, 
Bivol's been underrated a lot of his career because he's been unknown. He doesn't talk a lot. He's not a big draw, and he doesn't really. He's not out in the media running his mouth all the time. But Bivol knows that he's a good fighter, and he's proven that. So he's like, why are people acting like these dudes are a challenge? Like I'll fucking I'll run these motherfuckers over, and and that's how you're supposed to act. Um, so I don't think he's scared of Charlo. I just don't think that he wants to fight Charlo because Charlo will be coming up from 154. He's not active. He hasn't decided if he's going to go up to 168 or, or, or what. He's still a champion at 160. He hasn't even defended his belt. He hasn't been given the opportunity to unify. So Bivol is probably like, nigga, you better like focus on your own division or some shit because I'll, I'll smoke your ass. And, 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 and that's cool because Bivol's supposed to believe that. But honestly, people talking big shit. I think that if Bivol comes down to 168 and clears Canelo for the undisputed title, Charlo and Benavidez are not only big fights, but Bivol will actually fight them. Because Bivol, dudes like Bivol and Benavidez are not scared of shit. They're not on this whole, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're not on this whole pussy ass, oh, I got to make all this bread, I got to be careful. Da, 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 da. They're like, no, I'm here to fucking whoop ass. Because, you know, they're from, they're from Russia. They're not used to having money anyway. And they've barely been making any money in their careers. Like, this is Bivol's first time having real money. Like, on HBO, he, he wasn't making that much bread. Yeah, he wasn't making a lot. I felt, I felt so bad for him because it's like, like, Bivol, like, I have liked Bivol ever since I was in, like, high school. You know, ever since I graduated in 2013. But, like, Bivol, like, Bivol should have been at the big stage at that time frame, you know, within, like, two to three years. Because it's like, if you think about it, like, like him and better beer should have been you know in position in that same era to fight like andre ward sergey kovalev uh beat up on i don't know who like like whoever was at the top but it's like you know they just haven't really been pushing for that level because it's like you know they've been comfortable just getting paid like marginal rates of paydays and it's like i don't I don't like saying that you know like i just find that to be really like shady and very uh very crappy in terms of what the business because it's like you know i'm sure bivol he like you know he has like a much better career after boxing but it's like um whenever we're talking about prize fighting like shouldn't you always be having like all the top guys be lined up to fight each other for these big fights so therefore they don't ever have to come back to the sport because at least that way you're generating more money for the next generation of fighters uh, um, um, that are coming up. So therefore, networks can get behind those fighters, and uh, that could create like a new roster of uh, new level competition. <clears throat> I mean, these are dudes from the third world. They ain't used to having shit. They ain't ever had shit. So you're telling them that you're they're getting like one point something a fighter or whatever like i like to put it in perspective i think that top rank top rank bought the uh the rights to better be versus marcus brown which was a, a fight when better be was unified they bought that shit for like less than two million dollars to put it in perspective and uh you know so and and, and honestly like the guarantees for better view his guarantees be less than a million dollars to, to keep it to, to keep it 100 so he he's happy with it. he's not complaining he's happy bob barham is getting him steady work he doesn't give a fuck so you know that's just bob barham robbing the bank as per usual bill was getting paid a little bit better not to mention he just got that massive canelo bag so he's doing what he's doing but these are dudes these are dudes that are talented fighters they're big dudes and you know they've they've faced very little adversity like if bibble has fought 
juiced up Pascal. He's fought Joe Smith Jr. He, he like he's barely been in trouble. He's handled all these dudes with ease, and some of these dudes have even been bigger than him. And he's huge. Better yeah. be if, better be if he's knocked out everyone. He's been dropped before, but he's gotten up. He's fought through adversity. He had blood in both eyes, and he still smoked Brown's bitch ass. So you know, like these are these are and 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 the thing is, they're talking about smaller dudes coming up to fight them. Like better be if was a heavyweight amateur. He fought a heavyweight as an amateur. Better be don't give a fuck. Like, like like that's why that's why Bivol has this reaction. He's like, dude. You guys said Canelo could really come up here and fuck with me, and I made him look horrible. I made him look like he had never boxed before. Like, what are y'all talking about? And now y'all talking about a dude that's coming up from the like from 154. He's like, like Bivol's like, where's my respect? Like, I know y'all didn't know me, but he's like, where's my respect? Why do y'all keep trying to make me fight these dudes? Like, better be if, better be if is the only dude I think right now that's like a, like. Well, I mean, I think Charlo's an interesting fight. I think you should try to fight him if you can at 168. I mean, shit, even 175, Charlo ain't doing shit. But um, but you know, cause cause the thing is too, Bivol beat Canelo with a basic one-two combination and step forward. Charlo does that plus more. And the thing is, Charlo throws a lot of fucking punches. Like y'all can say what y'all want about that Montel fight, but Charlo throws a lot of fucking punches. And yeah, he, does. Re- he throws like way more punches uh, than a uh, Canelo. Definitely. Exactly. And that's and that's one of the reasons. And that's one of the reasons why Canelo didn't want to fight Charlo because imagine imagine some shit that Bivol did, but Charlo actually sitting down on his punches. Like, like both, both, like both Charlo brothers actually sit down on their fucking punches, whereas Bivol doesn't. Bivol doesn't sit down on any of his punches. I keep trying to tell dudes, I'm like, dude, if Bivol actually sat down on some shit, he would knock people the fuck out. Like, he just doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't have that gear. He feels like if I can just box and win, I'm not even going to try to knock you out and risk anything. I'm just going to box you and move on. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just think the issue with, uh, you know, I don't think it's more of a um, issue. I think I think with you know the difference between Charlo and Vivo is that Charlo, he like counter pivots with his jab, trying to trying to, you know, expect something to come back to him. So therefore, he fights a little bit slow, and and he fights very hyper aggressive, you know, when he sees the um, opportunity to hurt somebody. But with Bivol, <clears throat> um, he's a very, you know, destructive counterpuncher. Um, he has such a great, you know, um, um, he has such a great calculated movement to like position, you know, a shot coming to him. And he has such good reads where he sets up his feet at the right place at the right time to <clears throat> to like, like cross pivot you know, like a shot coming to him. So, therefore, he's not really getting hit flush. He's actually just only getting, you know, braised, you know, with punches. And I think that's very smart for him because it's like people really think Bibble is not that good and he's just like a standard fighter. And some people, you know, within like the boxing stable or boxing circles, you know, they say like Bibble's just like a, you know, he's just like a below average fighter, but it's like he's really not. He's a very, very good fighter and like... I personally favor him to be, you know, Archer Baderbirov, you know, if they ever fight each other for undisputed. She and I don't. um <laughs> she uh, well like I I think so, but um if it does happen and he does be better Birov, then I think it's you know fair to say that Bivol, you know, he's definitely, you know, top three or top five pound for pound based off of skill. Because, you know, um he didn't have any expectations getting this far 
and I think honestly, based off of how much knowledge he is he has garnered uh, with his trainer and his uh, regiment as a whole, uh, that just shows like he's just like a very very good calm collective fighter that doesn't need boxing but boxing chose him to like make him into like a powerhouse like a level machine where he's able to make all these great you know um all these great high level like adjustments to definitely keep himself up there my thing is though is that bivol has always been this guy it, and, and, he, and he's actually fought some quality. He's fought the quality opposition at, at, at light heavyweight. The thing is that people didn't notice until he had an opponent like Canelo. That's when all the casuals realized who Bivol even was. But one, but I always say this: recency bias is a motherfucker. Recency bias be kicking y'all ass. I and, I and I'm not saying that you're not entitled to your opinion, but like, I like I expected Bivol to get robbed on the cards, but I didn't expect Bivol to lose. I didn't expect Bivol to lose. I didn't expect Bivol to get knocked out. I didn't expect Bivol to get hurt. I didn't expect none of that. I expect Bivol. I expected Bivol to clear this dude to beat him, but then lose on the cards because I just I, that's what, what I expect to happen. But I didn't expect Canelo to really be able to win. I'm glad that Bivol got the decision, but Bivol's always been this dude. It's just people didn't notice until you know he got, until until Canelo, and now all of a sudden they want to pretend to be Bivol experts and say, "Oh, well, he clears everyone." And it's like, okay, well, hold on. I understand that Bivol has a better resume than fucking Better Beef, you know, but that that doesn't mean that Better Beef is not a threat. Better Beef is very very fast. He boxes very very well, and he's a fucking monster. Like to put it in perspective, uh, motherfucking uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah. Bivol went 12 rounds with Joe Smith Jr. And that's cool. That's good. Better be have cleared that same guy in two. These are these are just the facts. And also, like the pity patter puncher, you know, the pity pads and the, the the one two, the rapid punching, that stuff is great. But what's gonna happen when Bivol finally gets caught? Because I like I, I'm like Joe Smith Jr. cracked him over the head with the same right hand, you know, twice, and Bivol didn't go anywhere. That's true. But Joe Smith Jr. is not better be. Okay, he's not. So, so to be honest, I'm picking. I'm. I'm I honestly, I'm picking better be able to win that fight. And part of me it thinks that's probably why it fucking took so long to get this shit. Because them niggas, they should have been fought. They, they, should have, they should have fucking been fought already. I'm happy that. Uh, I'm happy that Bibble cleared Zerto because people were talking about oh. Zerto's being avoided. Zerto's this, Zerto's that. I'm like, man, Zerto ain't shit, but whatever. Let's get him out the way. And then, you know, now he finally, finally went in there and got his little, finally went in there and got his fucking O snatched. I'm just like, honestly, what happened to Zerto is what I need to happen to all these dudes. I need it to happen to Mugia. I need it to happen to Virgil. I need to, I need it to happen to fucking Hergovic and Jalopy and all these bitch dudes. Like, all these marginal dudes that we're supposed to think are good. I just, I want them to step up like Zerto so they can get beat up and we can stop talking about it. Like, you see how fast we stop talking about Zerto? That's, that's exactly what I need to just clean some of this shit up. Cause they were trying to make Zerto seem like some ultimate fucking badass. Oh, Zerto is, dude, dude, Zerto is just big. It's just like Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia is just big. He just big. That's it. And he's kind of fast and he has one left hook. That's, that's it. That's all. He's not fucking good. These niggas suck. And I got to hear, oh, fucking Jalopy is ready for a while. They're like, oh, nigga, shut up. Still bitch ass. Jalala. Yeah, I was just about to say with um, uh, with uh, Bivol, like, 
I mean, like, honestly, like, if Bivol beats a better beer and he was, you know, like, actually do, doing the same thing like he did to Canelo to, to better beer, then can it be fair to say that Bivol, you know, he's just like that, you know, one ultimate warrior that just doesn't care what anybody says to him because like a like a because if anything like Bivol really doesn't he doesn't care what anybody puts him down as far as like a top fighter you know he's always putting in that work and I think like you know just skill for skill wise like Bivol Bivol just knows like you know as long as he just keeps putting himself in that position to uh, to be notable then I think Bivol like like I think Bivol has already done like enough in his career where you know, even if he were to lose to Better Beer, like he knows that he's still um, one of those like you know good like you know um, good um, all around fighters that possesses like enough skill to you know beat a good load of names. <clears throat> uh, I mean, yeah, like I'm saying, if Bill gets in there and clears Better Beer, ain't really shit we can say. It's, it's really not. I just don't like how. I I just don't like how after he beats Canelo, all of a sudden he's the he's the number one like light heavy. Like people were saying that stupid shit before he even fought Canelo. I'm like, wait, well, I'm like, how is he the number one light heavyweight when Better Be have got most of the division on lockdown? Like if you believe he's the best, okay, fine, real talk. But that's kind of like how dumbasses will say that Tank is the king of 135. No, he's fucking not. He, what the fuck? He hasn't done shit. He's talking about he's the king. If, 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 if you want to talk about he makes the most bread, okay, that's whatever. But nigga, you're not getting any, any of that fucking money. Like I said, if you want if you want to talk about how Bivol makes the most money at 175 when Canelo's not there, okay, that might be a case you can make. But better be if is the king of 175. He has three belts, and better be and, and Bivol got one. Better be is fucking unified to hell and got that shit on lockdown. So, so yeah, them, them niggas need to go ahead and fight. We've been waiting too long. But, but again, the sanctioning bodies are trying to fuck it up. They're trying to have fucking, uh, they're trying to have yard fight better be him. And when he gets knocked the fuck out, then they're trying to have Callum Smith. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what are y'all mandating all this bullshit for? Why can't these two fight? What the fuck is going on? Like, Callum Smith? I mean, yeah, sure, he's made some improvements. He's training with Buddy McGurk and shit. But, like, come on, bro. He's gonna get knocked out, too. Give a fuck. I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe he gets in there and does something that looks good. Maybe he knocks Better Be on his ass because you know Better Be has been knocked down by worse fighters than Callum Smith. He got knocked down by Callum Johnson, but it's like still, bro. Like, get the fuck out the way, man. Like, let let undisputed take place. Let y'all get cooked. Let undisputed take place, and then Callum Smith can fight whoever wins. He's probably gonna lose. I'm <laughs> like, just so just so thirsty and trying to get some dudes, get these dudes in there. Like, bro, man, nobody give a fuck. Like the only, like the only, like honestly, the only rematch I want for Canelo at 175 is Kevin Smith. Now that he's not weight drained, he got like full camp going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But outside, outside of that, I don't, I don't need to see Canelo versus Bivol too. I think, I think he'll probably knock him the fuck out this time. And uh, and, and yeah, no. But like, like I said, better be if is the number one guy at light heavyweight. Always was, and until Bivol like gets in there and whoops his ass, that's the case. That's the situation. Yeah, I agree. I just think at this point, you know, it's just like, you know, like, like um, all these hyped up fighters just need to get out of the way and just, you know, let all of the good fighters just get their money's worth and just, 
basically just max out until you know like it's all said and done but as far as uh the other divisions go let's talk about Gervonta davis and devin Aney and shakur uh oh lord uh did you did you hear that whole you know rise podcast thing with tank and blue blood yeah, niggas, niggas talking shit. First of all, how Tank rich as hell and his squad look like they record using potatoes? What the fuck I'm trying to figure <laughs> out? Niggas, niggas, they couldn't even achieve 720p. Like, goddamn, this is like recording from the trap. So that's first off. But like, I had to, I had to fast forward a lot of it because a lot of them were just like praising Tank, and that's cool. I understand you have to keep, like, you have to keep the lights on and pay the rent. But like I, I I I wanted to get like to the smoke like what what the fuck are we talking about? And then we finally get to it. You know they're talking about um they talk about Devin Haney and shit. Blue Blood came on and said that he thinks Devin Haney beats Tank. Okay, that's that's an opinion. That's fine. Uh, Tank got heated, said it's personal, whatever, whatever, and that he'll clear both of them. I that that sounds good. I don't really care. Uh, but I heard him talking. But the thing is like. As far as, especially as far as Devin Haney is concerned, Tank could have fought Devin Haney at any point, at any point. And let and let me and let me just say this while we're on air, so you know, make sure we get the facts right here. Let me just <laughs> let, me, let me look this up real quick just to make sure I was right. Because no, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this shit the other day. I was thinking about this shit the other day because Tank Tank makes it seem, has made it seem like this entire time that it's just oh my god, it's impossible for me to fight X X Y Z blah blah blah. So. Devin Haney, uh, you know, Devin Haney was after Lomachenko ducked like a bitch. Devin Haney was um, was elevated to um, the WBC champion November after he clipped Santiago. Okay, so Devin Haney from 2019 up until he fought Cambosis, which was in 2022. So 2019, 2022, Devin Haney is you know he's pillow fisted. People saying his resume sucks. He's fighting bums. Blah 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 blah. So same time period, uh, okay, uh, Tank fought July, he fought Nunez July, whatever, whatever, fuck all that. A-, a month after Devin Haney becomes the champion at 135, uh, Tank fights a fucking Gamboa for the WBA regular. Okay, cool, that's a cool little fight, knocks Gamboa out in the 12th, whatever, what have you. Between 2019 and 2022, Tank fights Leo Santa Cruz, Mario Barrios, Isaac Cruz, and fucking Roley. Um... Any of those other fights could have been Haney. Like, Leo Santa Cruz, what the fuck ever. Like, cool fight. Leo Santa Cruz, very accomplished. Good win. Knockout of the year. Fantastic fight. But that could have been Haney. Mario Barrios, what the fuck? That was random. Nobody nobody asked you to do that. Uh, was it a good fight? Yeah, it was a good fight. Showed you can go to 140, whoop on bigger niggas. Fantastic. But nobody asked for that. Isaac Cruz. Isaac Cruz was a fucking late replacement. I mean, I, honestly, I don't even remember who the fuck he was supposed to be fighting originally. I really don't. Like, I, 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 I huh? Uh, Tank Tank was supposed to fight Roley uh, back in August. Okay, yeah, and then Roley bitch. Oh yeah, Roley got caught up with that sexual assault shit, so he pulled, so he had to yeah. pull out. Okay, yeah, he, he fought Isaac Cruz, and then he fought Roley. Any of those dudes before uh, the Cambosis joint, in, any of those fights could have been Devin Haney. <clears throat> and people want to talk about well, he's tied with Mayweather Promotions, right? Mayweather Promotions didn't want to make the fight for him, and Ella be over here talking about oh, he's going to request too much money. He's not a good seller. Blah 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 blah. That's great. What the fuck did Isaac Cruz bring to the table? Nothing. What the fuck did Barrios bring to the table? Nothing. 
So, I mean, shit. If we're really talking shit, even Gamboa didn't bring shit to the table as far as viewership. He was most famous at the time for getting smoked by fucking Bud. So, like, again, and then LB's talking all this bullshit. He's over there on the zone. Ryan Garcia signed with Golden Boy, and Golden Boy has an exclusive contract with the zone. So I'm just, I mean, it's just funny how all of a sudden the zone is no longer a fucking problem now that they're fighting Ryan Garcia. Like, look, I like, I'm cool with Tank. I'm a fan and everything, but I'm tired of the bullshit. And and now that he's free from Ellerby and, and and Floyd's goofy ass, and they're just doing their exhibitions, I expect smoke. I expect, uh, like, I expect Tank to clip all these niggas. Then you're supposed to be fighting all these, like, like. And the thing that bothers me too is that Ryan Garcia ended up himself. When you talk about his actual sales history. It's 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 nothing. Like he hasn't even done anything. Meanwhile, Devin Haney has packed out an arena with fi- damn near fifty thousand fucking people already. Ryan Garcia got no sales to you. Just because some bitches think he cute, that's not fucking. That's not boxing. Them hoes don't buy boxing. Like they don't. They don't buy his fucking fights. Like I think. I think his whole career, he's had one pay per view, and guess what? The hoes didn't buy it. <laughs> but, yeah. they, they did. They didn't. They 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 don't watch boxing. So it's like like. So I mean, and then Hector Garcia. Look, Hector Garcia is cool. He's cool. He's he's a one thirty champion. But let's keep in mind, Isaac Avalar dropped Hector Garcia in the first round, and Hector Garcia is only known for clipping Colbert. And Colbert was an undefeated prospect, never a champion that only has six knockouts to his name, who's no, notorious for not having power. So it's like, all right, this he's a good champion. He's a good undefeated champion. He's strong. He's big. That's cool. But he's coming up from one thirty. And his his wins are just you know whatever, and he's looked like shit before. He's been knocked down, like you've seen him knocked down. And with the same punch, Isaac Avalar was able to land. Tank will knock him the fuck out with that same punch. So you know, and, and yeah, also let me like, oh good. Oh no no no! Like I was just gonna talk about Hector Garcia. Like I like Hector, I like Hector like a lot, but you know like. Uh, like of these same people that were dick riding Hector Garcia, especially from uh, the Dominican boxing community and like uh, um, weird ass people like Punch Drunk Boxing, right? Like uh, these people were not expecting Hector to be good at all. Like uh, these are like the same people saying like, oh, well, who is Hector Garcia fighting Chris Colbert? But then uh, the minute when he wins and he goes ahead and wins like a world title. It's like people all want to gaslight that. Uh, but then it's like when Tank is going to fight Hector, it's like people try to really make it seem like Hector is like this, you know, super duper great fighter. And I have nothing up against Hector, but it's like Hector hasn't really put himself in there with any deadly names yet. And like, honestly, like, I like I won't be surprised if Javante actually cuts him because... Hector, he is big, but the thing is, is like, you know, like, like, um, I don't think his size is going to present a problem to Tank. I think like what's gonna be the problem is just like, the height and reach advantage. But uh, once Gervonta figures him out and and he hurts him with just one good punch, I think it's over. I don't think Hector's gonna hold up to that power. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, like I said, we've seen we've seen Hector's chin cracked by Isaac Avalar, so he's not going to do anything with Tank. And that's the thing, though. Like, this is a cool fight, but let's keep it 100. No one is giving Hector Garcia a legitimate chance to beat Tank. Nobody, because he's not going to do shit. Just just like just like nobody 
is is giving uh ryan garcia a legitimate chance to beat tank because he's not gonna do shit he's not gonna do shit he's gonna get in there and get smoked but the thing is though they keep they keep talking all this shit they they they, they keep talking all this shit you know saying um you know saying uh, uh you know haney is this haney is that blah, blah, blah. but the thing is Devin haney and his father have come out multiple times and clarified details about the deal they have with top rank number one they're not they're not top rank employees like terrence crawford they're signed on the fight by fight basis this contract happens to have three fights number two the fights do not have to be consecutive i say again for the slow pokes in the room the fights did not have to be consecutive they did not have to fight george cambosis back to back twice and then lomachenko following they just have to have three fights on top rank didn't matter when didn't matter how all that all that it matters was they had to fight cambosis twice and they got to fight some other asshole once that other asshole didn't even have to be lomachenko people people keep talking shit well bob already said bob already bob first of all bob is a fucking liar let's get that straight second of all nobody nobody said that lomachenko had to be the third fight nobody said that not even bob well bob wants well bob wants like shut the fuck up talking about what bob wants and, and also top rank just did a, a cross promotion with pbc and top rank for wilder versus fury you don't think they'd do some wiggle room for tank tank is a is a, is a massive draw they would love to have a piece of tank so trying to say that, oh we'll do him hating on top rank like, no, no, you sound like a bitch you sound like a bitch that doesn't want the fight to happen because you're worried that tank might get beat up and it's okay it's okay because then when you say that all they do is say well Haney ain't got no power then why the fuck ain't they making the goddamn fights then the fuck i get so sick of that bullshit oh it's impossible it's impossible for him to win okay well let's get the fight well no because tank said and bob M said it's just a bunch of ignorant niggas babbling like what the fuck is wrong with y'all can't stand with y'all acting like bitches about these fighters acting like y'all they baby mama or some shit and if they get and if something happens to them that the child support gonna get cut off made me fucking sick with this dumb shit I'm trying to trying to trying to i'm asking or i'm over asking legitimate questions niggas getting emotional I'm like, bro, Tank could have fought Devin Haney at any fucking point. Could have fought him before he was a champion. Could have fought him after. Could fight him fucking now. Like, even now, Haney's on Twitter talking about Lomachenko, the deal's not even done. Ink's not even dry. And they have no date for fucking Ryan Garcia or whatever. So I'm like, as opposed to fighting Ryan's bitch ass, why don't you just fight Haney? And, but no, nah, motherfuckers don't want to hear it. Like, oh, he has to fight Lomachenko. He has to. He has to. I'm like, and, and, then, and then when he goes to 140, like he said he was going to, they're going to be like, oh, see, he, he, you see, he's ducking. He ain't going to 140. I'm like, bro, Tank just fought at 140. And keep in mind, he's not even fighting Ryan Garcia at 135. He's fighting him as some bullshit catch weight because Ryan's fat ass can't make weight. I just. It just makes me sick. Why are you bending over backwards for Ryan Garcia, but for Devin Haney, it's impossible. Oh, oh, I, I can't do it. It's impossible. He did see that. But Ryan Garcia, you on your fucking knees trying to make the deal happen. So, like it just it's, like it's getting. It's I don't want to put the Terrence Crawford stamp on Tank, but I'm telling you, bro. After these two fucking fights, after he clears these two cunts, I'm on his ass. I'm on and his you- ass. I'm on his ass. I'm like, bro, you need to start fighting these dudes, okay? And Shakur. Shakur, I ain't trying to hear from Shakur because to be honest, I don't think he'll fight Tank. I think Tank will beat Shakur ass. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think Tank will beat Shakur's ass. I think Shakur is just gonna talk a lot of shit. Because I remember Shakur was talking some cash shit until until uh Tank weighed in at 133 for fucking uh for Roly. He was talking some big shit. And then all of a sudden when Tank weighs in at 133, he was like, Oh, that's my friend. You know, we we cool, we buddies. I'm like, yeah, because Tank can probably make 30 and smoke your ass. 
but but it don't it don't it don't matter it don't it don't matter no more because Shakur's at one thirty five. But honestly, I don't think I don't Shakur like even it's funny because Shakur is talking this bullshit and 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 he's he's talking about how he's sending contracts to William Zapata. I'm like, what the fuck? You're not even fighting. Like, what are you talking about? You're not even fighting him yet. That's what I mean. And then William Zapata has said nothing. William Zapata hasn't confirmed he received the contract or anything. So so Shakur is. Honestly, like, like, I'm not going to call out any names, but when people were praising Shakur for, like, calling everybody out, I'm just like, okay, that's cool and all, but, you know, is he really going to be fighting anybody? I don't think so, because it's just like, you know, if he was really, like, about that life, like, a Shakur, he would very well, you know, go after everybody that he wants to, but it's just like, I personally don't see it because, you know, from my own perspective, you know, if I was a, like, like if I was a deadly southpaw in his division, like Tank, and I know that, that he's just talking just to make himself feel relevant, then what I'm going to be saying to him is like, okay, like, like you may think you're good, but it's like, I know deep down, uh, like uh, the minute uh, when I actually get my hands on you, it's just basically game over. And I think that's where Shakur's in right now. Like, he thinks he's, like, in a good spot. But I don't think he's in a good spot right now. Like, I think, honestly, like, Shakur's scaling will definitely be uh, halted when um, everything gets tested by the upper echelon. So I think, like, I think, honestly, that's, like, uh, where Shakur will definitely meet his match you know at the top of the division but i just don't see his scaling really doing anything good at 135 like i i just need to see it that's all but yeah i'm not gonna put i'm not gonna put the dunk stamp on him yet because he has to show me but his trajectory at 135 will show me like for example after tank clears these two dudes and he starts talking like talking cash shit, like like if shakur like if tank wants to fight shakur or haney or whatever if, if let's say for example he clears these two dudes and then he's he's focused on Shakur. When Tank has Shakur the paperwork, there should be no excuse why he doesn't just sign whatever the fuck needs to be signed and get his ass up there and fight. If he starts talking that bullshit about top rank and Bob Aram and da 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 da, that means you never wanted to fight because you knew you were on top rank already. So 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 why would because Jay Prince is his promoter and manager. I mean, well, Jay Prince is his fucking manager and then top rank is his promoter. So like I said, if Tank hands him some paperwork. And, and there's any fucking bitch babble like if there's anything but okay sure and then sign the contract and fight if he talks about money if he talks about the weight if he talks any shit i know he's already not serious because it's like you knew all this prior if, if you if, if you were gonna if you were gonna sit there and bitch about everything in the contract like you're somebody and and, and as opposed to just signing and just getting ready to fight we already know you didn't want like fucking Devin haney was the seaside not even the B side, the C side that George Campbell is a nigga nobody had ever heard of before. Devin Haney had already been making way more money than him, TFEMO, and Lomachenko combined, and he was the C side. So I already know that money is not an issue. Devin Haney will sign whatever it is, and he'll fight Tank for fucking fifteen ninety five. It don't even matter. So 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 if Shakur comes in talking that oh I need this I need that trying to act like he a star or some shit. Nah, I already know he's not serious. He's he's, he's acting like Terrence Crawford, you know. And, and and all these and all these dudes all these dudes keep talking uh, about how Devin Haney's talking shit uh, while making other fights. I'm like, bro, Tank is Tank and, and Shakur are doing the same shit. 
Tank literally has Hector Garcia scheduled with Ryan Garcia being scheduled right after, and he's talking about the fights. I'm like, dude, he's literally scheduling another fucking fight as opposed to saying, you know what, fuck Ryan Garcia. Hector uh, uh, Haney and fucking Shakur can get it next. If Tank, I feel like if Tank was serious, I feel like if Tank was dead ass serious, he would be like, you know what, fuck Ryan, he can wait. His bitch ass can wait at 140 or whatever. Uh, Haney, Haney and Shakur is your time now. Shakur should go first because Shakur is at 135. Haney and, and Ryan can get in next at 140. I feel like that's what he would do if he was. If, if, if that's why you know I'm kind of worried. I'm like, you nigga, if if you fight these dudes, you bet, man. Like, I'm just nervous. I don't think it's. I don't know. I'm, I don't have a lot of hope right now. No, uh, for Shakur. <laughs> no, for Tank. I, I feel like Tank not gonna fight these dudes because he could have been fought him already. You know, like honestly, I don't think Tank is gonna offer either one of them shit. I think it's just gonna be a lot of talking. And Shakur, I, I don't think Shakur will fight Tank. I think Shakur will fight Devin. I just don't think he fights Tank because Tank, I think, will beat Shakur ass. I mean, I think Devin will beat Shakur too, but <laughs> I, but Shakur, Shakur, Shakur just like won't get hurt. I think Tank will fucking hurt him. Yeah, what's up, TS? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Yeah, all right. Uh, but uh, before I I uh, let you get to uh, what you got to say, um, I was gonna say it like, how about this? If Tank does duck Devin and Shakur, but let's just say Devin and Shakur fight, and then after that, you know, they go on to fight better competition, and Tank, he gets smoked by, like, some unknown guy. Like, could we could we say Tank is, like, just, like, an absolute bum, and he's no longer good anymore? If he gets smoked by who? I mean, by um anybody. You know, like, if some guy out of nowhere just... Just basically knocks him out smooth, like no, no, I wouldn't say that. If he got outboxed by some trash, then absolutely. But uh, getting knocked out is a matter of happenstance and physics. You can run into the wrong punch and just get smoked. So I wouldn't say Tank is a bum because he's shown us that he's not a bum. He he does everything. He does everything well. He he, he does power, boxing ability, hands, feet, foot speed, ring IQ. So I would never call him a bum unless he got just completely like outboxed, embarrassed the entire time. But a one like if he got slept. Nah, I wouldn't call him a bum off that. He'd have to run that shit back though, or 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 like come back real hard. If he started taking L's after that, then we start having bum tops. Yeah, do you have anything to say, Tyrone? Or um, <clears throat> no, not much, man. Uh, if he lost, I guess it depends on who he lost to, and get knocked out. Honestly, I'd rather be boxed up than being knocked out because knocked out long term has pretty bad consequences. I mean, you're going to get hurt easier after that. That's a fact. And brain damage. I mean, I would never want to be memed out or end up on a boxing scene article saying that I got lasted out in two rounds. I would never want that. Rather get boxed up, to be honest. But it all depends. Yeah. Uh, do you uh, do you think Javante's career is just like just trash overall? Or pretty you, idle. Like... It's pretty idle. There's not much movement, and he is running out of time. He's 27 or 28 this year, I think. He's going on. Yeah, he's 28. He'll be 28 this. Yeah, 28 now. So he'll be 29 next year, right? Yeah, so he's running out of time. And I think all those fights are very winnable fights for him. I think he can beat all those guys. For me, I, I like him the best. I don't really 
watch Devin Haney and Shakur Stevenson. I don't really like watching those guys. I avoid it. I just look at the results more for Devin than I do of Shakur, but it's just really hard to watch, man. I remember watching De Last time I watched Devin Haney, a full fight was when he fought that bum, Antonio Moran. And I swear to God, this guy was fucking gearing up from his heels, dude. He was he was loading up on these punches like that. And I, I just, I literally saw the punch right before he threw it. I said, it's over. I turned my head the other way and went to sleep. And I could hear the zone come to his door. Whoa! I knew he came out with, with that. I saw it literally five seconds before it happened, two seconds before it happened. They loaded up. Like, yeah. I mean, I've just never been big on Devin Haney really, because I just think he's a Mayweather. His style, dude, is hard to watch, man. Yeah, yeah Mayweather, I, don't, I don't blame him. I don't like really watching him. I don't uh, really watch him. Do you, do you think... mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I was just going to ask, like, uh, about the uh, Bofio, do you, like, uh, do you think Devin Haney's career is definitely like looking like you know almost like a floyd mayweather type um resume where you know he's like fighting everybody but like like um uh like uh, compared to javante davis um he's not really showing that he wants any more interest and in being great anymore so therefore devin um he's basically like you know um exposing um like um like a lot more fighters that are not you know, willing to take on bigger risks and challenges. Well, nobody's resume is looking like Floyd right now. So let's 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 get let's yeah, let's get that clear. Nobody, not not Haney, not Tank, not none of the motherfuckers. The closest the closest Floyd resume is like between probably Ugas, Spence, Mel Charlo, like dudes like that. Dudes who have like clearly fought everybody they need to be fighting in their division. So Haney beat the man that beat the man. He's the lineal lightweight champion, but I mean Cambosis, you know, he got one win. So let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, but um like his career has some parallels. People are avoiding him. People don't want to fight him because there there there's no clear path to victory. They don't they don't see a path to victory. He's, you know, he's hardly struggled. But um yeah, no, I don't I, yeah, like I said, I don't think I don't think he's at a Floyd level resume yet, but it is it is difficult for him to get fights for some reason. People talk all this bullshit, but when it's time to actually fight him. All these excuses and all oh, he's this, he's that, he's you know he he could be boring, sure. It, 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 different strokes for different folks. Like for example, I don't find Bernard Hopkins entertaining. I don't think Bernard Hopkins is an entertaining fighter to watch. Fantastic fighter, lots of skill. I personally do not find his fights entertaining at all. And I've watched a lot of Bernard Hopkins fights, so that's fair. You know, you can say that. But at the end of the day. He's got the keys to the lightweight division, and if you don't actually want to fight him at 135, y'all, you look scared. You you look crazy. He's got all the titles. Like, what the fuck are we doing? And also, his opponents give his opponents get career high payday. So you can talk all this shit, but if we compare the purses between JoJo Diaz, what JoJo Diaz got, and what like Isaac Cruz got with Tang, like, yeah, there's a big ass difference. JoJo cleared like over a million dollars. I don't know what I think Cruz got like what four hundred thousand or some shit. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. Yeah, Devin, Devin, Devin be um, he be hooking people up, man. He even, you know, like, he, he's like even that. he's even feeding members of Tank's old team, like Truck Simpson. Truck Simpson wasn't getting no money fucking with Tank. He over with Devin Haney now holding up fucking giant stacks of cash. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I gotta talk about Trump. Like yeah, Trump from Baltimore, um, Trump, and Tank, and Tank uh, not Trump even feeding him. Yeah, Trump. Like uh, Trump was uh, saying like the other day how much he like appreciates a Devin over Tank because um, he felt like he wasn't being treated properly by Tank and and, and Tank like. I think he pretty much basically said Tank is like very arrogant and, and shit like that, and um, Did he, take after he didn't Floyd? feel like he was. Yeah, yeah. Floyd, yeah. Floyd is his Floyd so, is his father figure. That's that's what happens. That's what happens when you don't have a strong father figure. You take after like you take after whatever asshole you hang around the most, and that happened to be Floyd. Like you know, Floyd. That, that's that's what that's what that's how Tank acts. Tank acts like Floyd. The different the difference is. Tank didn't have to have the pretty boy. He didn't have to have the pretty boy air. He didn't have to do that because Floyd was already behind him. Floyd didn't have a Floyd to carry his ass. Floyd had to actually put in some work, and that's why he smoked everybody during the during the pretty boy era because he had to. He had to do that. Tank already had Floyd, so he didn't have to go through the pretty boy phase. He just he had Tank. He had Floyd as a promoter, so he was he was getting all his breath, smoking the who's who of who, and 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 now it's time it's time to put some work in. It's time to fucking go. And, and, and show us that you actually win these fantasy fights because niggas are giving Tank credit for beating people he's not even fought. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I just think, honestly, when it comes down to it, like, Gervonta, he's showing a lot more, like, he's showing a lot more lack of manhood compared to what Devin is because, like, Devin, Devin clearly shows, like, he really respects you as a man like uh when you actually give him you know that type of um respect and uh that's why that i like talking to people like him because you know for even like the fighters that i have on my channel coming on like you know i just mutually get along with them you know what i'm saying like i don't don't be like talking to people that are just like super arrogant pieces of shit like i actually do give some form of uh, credibility to people that i have actually do um, respect but i just think like honestly like people like tank uh they clearly show that they haven't had any maturity at all and um like you said about having like a father figure um i feel like men that don't have fathers at all they usually end up being weaklings at the um end of the day because uh they haven't really you know experience of you know how to be a uh, mature adolescent you know, once you get up to that point, as you grow up older. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 facts. But all I know is that it's it's too much it's too much cap in the game. I like Tank, and I appreciate that he has a lot of support. I'm glad he makes the money that he makes, whatever, whatever. But niggas are gassing him to the point where he's starting to smell himself. And at this point, he's starting to think, well, I don't I don't even have to fight these dudes. Like I said, he's acting like fucking Terrence Crawford. It's starting, to, it's starting to piss me off. Like, like what like what else are you doing? And then people people keep talking about how Ryan is such this amazing fucking draw. If you pull up Ryan's revenue history from fight it, it, to, to now from his beginning of his career to now, it's not bigger, it's probably either comparable or not as big as your core, and it's definitely not bigger than Devin Haney, because Devin Haney just did fifty thousand in Australia. And you can't say it's because of George Cambosis. Because they, they fucking admitted that the government wouldn't have even put up money for the fight if, if Cambosis wasn't fighting Haney or Lomachenko. So clearly, the Australian government did not give a fuck about Cambosis. They didn't. They cared about who he was fighting. So, so man, yeah. whatever. Like, so, yeah, like I said, whatever, man. If, if Tank, Tank is cool, he wants to get rid of these two and take this bag, great. But after these two, bro, 
if you're not sending contracts to certified niggas then i'm i'm kind of done bro i'm gonna i'm gonna just write you off and focus on other shit like like i don't care who what canelo does anymore because i'm done with canelo I, I i stopped being a fan when he started fighting when he fought liam smith and since then he's done nothing but give me shit i didn't ask for so 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 fuck him i don't care i, I don't care about tyson fury i don't care about triple g or mungia or fucking danny jacobs like none of those bitch dudes i don't care about them so so i don't want to put tank on that list i really don't because i want to see him fight some you know have some entertaining fights but if, if, if he if he like i said if he gets past these two and he don't do shit else whatever bro i'm good i'm good yeah do you think uh javante is a hype job tyrone or no <laughs> tank's not a hype job nice fight but again we have to see the proof with the opponents um yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because, like, I don't hate Tank, man. It's just, like, to me, like, from the outside looking on, it makes me think, like, he don't want to be great no more. And I just feel like, honestly, you know, he's letting, like, like you know, a lot of people down out of his city because, like, uh, people, people always be, like, using that, oh, you know, he's from Baltimore, you know, um, argument to say like you know he's all tough and all that but um like what me and you talked about in the past do you have like i've really come to like a realization like like it does not matter where the hell you from and any sport you play that makes you good like you know if you got skills you got skills like being from any tough environment doesn't make you better in any sport and, and i think honestly like if anything, uh, that makes you look like more of like a fool because it's like it clearly shows that um, for one, you're just using that to be, you know, egotistical, and two, it's just like you're just really using that as an excuse to say that you can't actually be true to like like a, like a, to your own words of uh, what you believe in, and um, you basically just live in your own um, echo chamber and. Uh, I don't like people like that, you know, like I like people that actually stick up to what they say and actually be like honest with what they believe in because I just don't think Tank's mindset is like actually there. Like, you know, when it comes to like him trying to think like, you know, he's like the ultimate badass, but it's like, like, you know, for his fans to like use those type of um, arguments to uh, protect them, this makes me think of him, you know, a lot more different you know like i don't really be trusting him i just get angry when dudes give him an excuse as to why he's not fighting certain people like whenever they talk like it's funny because if, if you notice when you talk especially when they talk about the sparring or whatever tank tank like tank is put in all kinds of fantasy fights people go, oh tank lomachenko tank colbert tank uh fucking gary russell jr tank frank martin whatever whatever tank only gets mad when he hears one name Whenever you mention Devin Haney, Tank gets fucking upset. He gets angry. That stands out to me. That's very important. Because people talk about Tank fighting all these other people. Oh, Tank would do this. Tank would do that. Blah, 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 blah. But whenever you mention Devin Haney, Tank gets fucking angry. Even even when they were talking about Tank versus Shakur. Tank was like, ah, man, whatever. Shakur, blah, 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 blah. But you mention Haney, Tank gets fucking mad. He's like, oh, I swear to God, I'll be. And, and I'm like, yeah. So that tells me something. And, and dudes and, and dudes that don't have any observational skills who are just riding around sucking dick, they don't pay attention to those things. 
because anger is a trauma response. Anger, anger, anger is a trauma response reacting to something that you don't want to happen again or reacting to something that you don't like happening. So it's clear that Devin Haney in their history has affected him in some kind of way. But like I said, you talk all this bullshit about the zone and crossing the street. It's impossible. Da, 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 but then you're over here bending over backwards, practically begging Ryan to come and fight you. And keep in mind, Ryan is someone that nobody is giving a legitimate chance to beat you. So it's not like it's some awesome fucking fight. It's just a chance that you get a highlight reel knockout. That's it. So, uh, so like, yeah. So it just, it just seems sus. Like, why, why is the Devin Haney? Oh, you don't want to make, you don't want to make it happen. And and also, he only talks all this shit while people's schedules are being filled. He's talking about how he, how oh Devin Haney has other fights. I'm like, nigga, you planned Hector Garcia, and then you're working on a fight while you're training for Hector Garcia. So you're doing the same fucking thing. Shakur is the only one with a free fucking schedule. So it's just, uh, it's just like I said, bro. It's just, it's just sus. And I hope, and I hope, to, I swear to hope to baby Jesus that we get some of these fucking fights. Because I'm, I'm gonna be cooking, man. If, if, if for any reason Haney and Shakur can't get the same offers that fucking Cruz and Ryan, all these other bitch dudes get, then I'm gonna be cooking. I'm gonna be cooking. Yeah, speaking of which, like, I was just about to say, like, why can't Tank just fight Shakur after Hector? Because, like, honestly, that would make, like, a lot better sense. So, Dude, these are, and then if you ask these questions, people just get mad. Like, Shakur, yeah, exactly. Shakur has no fucking fight. He's already at 135. Why not, you know, yeah, why not just... Why, why, why not just fight Shakur after Hector? Exactly, but then people come, oh, Ryan, this is so much money. It's a big-ass money fight. Boop, boop, boop. I'm like, Ryan is going to be there. Ryan is, what, fucking 25 years old? He's not going anywhere. Why the fuck does everyone else have to wait who's actually taking on tough fights, but Ryan is the one that needs the reward right now? Why the fuck? Why are we working on Ryan Garcia's schedule? God damn, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, who the fuck? Is Ryan Garcia to which to which we all have to accommodate him? Oh, he doesn't have time? Now fuck this nigga, man. He's done nothing. He's accomplished <laughs> nothing. And I'm telling you, the hoes that be on his Instagram wanting to give him some pussy do not pay for his fucking fights. They do not. So man, I cool. feel bad for his girlfriend because he's probably like uh, cheating on her. <laughs> he, bro, he, I don't, I don't, I don't know how many baby mamas he had, but the first one that had his kid, he cheated on that bitch as soon as he had his first fight. He doesn't, <laughs> he, he doesn't care, he doesn't care about anybody. In this, yeah, dude, he, he got, he got, he got caught. He was on TMZ. His little young ass, he's like twenty-two, got some girl pregnant, cheated on that bitch with his first big paycheck in Beverly Hills, like. Like so, so, so yeah, he's not, he's not Beverly Hills. Yeah, he, he's 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 not some kind of fucking he's not some kind of fucking wholesome family man that like like shut that 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 get that weak shit the fuck out of here, bro. He's 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 a he's a rich motherfucker who's made a lot of money without fighting anybody. And and to keep in mind, keep in mind, even if this fight gets scheduled, I still don't think he fights Tank. And I'm gonna be talking, I'm gonna be talking major shit when 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 they schedule this bitch and he pulls out because this fucking pinky hurt or some shit. Oh my god, because because he, he's just wasting time. It's, it's like it's it's just like Terrence Crawford. It, 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 he's he's just wasting time because they don't have a date. They don't have a date. They don't have a venue. They don't have shit. Now Espinosa said the shit was locked in. Okay, Espinosa, cool. It could be locked in, but Ryan Garcia doesn't have to fight. 
and it's going to be funny it's going to be funny with who the late replacement is too because they're going to have a replacement because they know ryan's a bitch. they 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 know they they, they know his, they know he might pull out the fight so they're going to have a replacement and the replacement the replacement gonna be some bullshit. and then then what's gonna happen ryan garcia gonna take six months off come back the next year talking that same shit. oh now i'm ready for tank shit. yeah no no i'm ready now i'm ready yeah see back then i wasn't ready no, I'm ready. It's like, like oh, these niggas, this, this, he's never gonna fight. Like, uh, when he <laughs> right, he like, cause, 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 cause yeah, people I'm like Tigger from uh, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah, bro, like people, people forget he already ducked Tank once. He already ducked. Why the fuck would he fight him now? I've already ducked. If people oh like watching, yeah, if people don't pull out, maybe maybe it's the kind of boxing fan that I am. But personally, I like boxing. I, I like boxing matches to where predicting the winner takes some work, or I have no idea who's gonna win. Those are fun boxing matches. If fans, yeah. if fans today just want to watch their favorite fighter beat up bitch dudes, okay, cool. To each their own. But just admit that though. Admit you don't want the fighter that you like to have any fucking challenges. You want to be able to breeze through life doing absolutely nothing, just creaming everybody on fucking fifty cc like a bitch. Just, 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 just be honest. Just be honest. I, I don't want him encountering any challenges. Like, you know, it, it's it's like when it's like when Tiafimo clipped Lomachenko. Motherfuckers were honest. They were like Tiafimo deserves some rest. I don't want him fighting any dangerous fights. Fuck Devin Haney. He should fight Cambosis. And surprise, Cambosis whooped his ass. That's what happens when you duck, bitch. So, you know, that's, that's, that's all, all I can do is pray at this point. But these are fights that already could have been made. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to be made now. I don't have a lot of faith in Ryan versus Tang. I don't have a lot of faith in Haney versus Tang, and I don't have a lot of faith in Shakur versus Tang. These are all fights that could have fucking happened already, and they fucking haven't for a reason. I mean, shit. Ryan didn't even want to fight Devin Haney. He literally dropped the interim title because he had to fight Devin. And he sat on the zone and did fucking nothing. He fought fucking uh, uh, goddamn Togo Sandwiches and Fortuna. <laughs> like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, speaking of people that are from California, um, uh, like, are most people like Ryan Garcia just pussies in general that just talk a lot of shit until they you know, get clapped for it. <laughs> uh, Ryan Garcia is not representative of all Californians. Uh, Ryan Garcia is from like Victorville or some shit, and Victorville is like a shitty little town that's south of LA. Uh, yeah. Cal- California is becoming very metropolitan because a lot of people that didn't live there before are now moving there. But um, there are some people from California that are pussy that you know talk a good game but don't do anything. Um, but that's not, he's not, that's not a representation of all Californians, you know, I, but, uh, but, but, but no, I like, I wouldn't call him a representative sample, but he's not, he's, he's not showing a good, he's not a good representative, you know, like cause fucking Andy Ruiz is from California and he whooped AJ's ass. I mean, fucking Oscar De La Hoya is from East LA and he fought everybody. So, you know, some, some Californians putting in work, Devin Haney's from California, he's from Oakland. So, you know, and he, he not pussy shit. So 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 no, I don't think I don't think Ryan Gar- I don't think that's the representative sample of Californians. Ryan Garcia is a bitch because he was raised to be one. That's that's on that's on his own. Some people, some, <laughs> yeah, no, some people, some people out here not pussy. Some people actually want to fight. God damn it. So so yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that's fair at all. Yeah, like I don't hate on Californians. Like 
I mean, I only hate on what the pussies, you know, that are from there, but no, yeah, some Californians are some Californians are annoying. Like, like uh, even even as a Californian myself, like the reputation that we've gotten across the country is because of really vocal subset of people talk all this, you know, talk a bunch of bullshit. But um, yeah, like you know, some 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 of them can be annoying. Alpha beta but, male. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like like it's. It's kind of like that. Well, every everything should just be okay, type shit. Like, there's no shame. Like, we shouldn't have shame. Like, no shame. Like little, like little shit like that. Yeah, I, I understand why California gets a bad rap because we definitely should have shame. Some shit needs to be fucking shamed because some of it's just bad. But yeah. but no, Ryan, Ryan Garcia is not a representative sample of California. There are some tough ass Californians that that I know in in in, in boxing and in life in general. Uh, so so yeah, no. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan is not a resident of shit. Like even uh fucking like Jojo Diaz, is, Jojo Diaz from like La Puente or some shit. He from Cali. That's that's what I mean. A lot of a lot of these a lot of these like Mexican fighters, they be from California. <laughs> like they, these are dudes that were never born in Mexico. They be from California. So people, yeah, people. So yeah, Mexican, but yeah. So people like 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 what you just did. People be saying, "Oh, California pussy. They don't got no fighters." I'm like, bro, half these people waving around the Mexican flag have never were never born in Mexico. They're fucking from California. Yeah they're, from, they're, yeah, they're from LA. Like, like Andrew Ruiz Jr. is from fucking like I forgot where city he's from. I think he's from like Fontana or some shit. But he's from that fucking LA. Oscar Del is from East LA. Uh, uh, fucking Jojo Diaz is from La Puente. Uh, yeah, like 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 uh, what's the name? Uh, Santayana from San Diego. So so all these dudes. Yeah, 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 Santayana, yeah. Yeah, all these all these dudes be from California. So California got a, a bunch of hitters that don't claim California. They all claim Mexico, which is cool, but it's it's not real. It's false. It's just it's just it's just for ratings. It's just so you can have that international flavor. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's just so they can have that international flavor and have the support from the United States and Mexico. But a lot of these dudes are born in California. So 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 yeah, California got some got some top got some tough ass fighters. Yeah. Uh, Tyrone, I was gonna ask you, like, uh, did you see the Regis program as a pay to fight? Like, um, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, yeah, I kind of went kind of how I expected. I mean, too many people don't watch the Peta, so they just went off the Baranchik fight. But he fights in ones and twos, and he likes he's an out and out guy. He will mix it up with you on the inside, but I thought that he was gonna be outgunned. He didn't yes, make it I did. like I thought he would. The style, but they just eventually caught up to him. I mean, Progray looked good. I mean, he looked okay. Like nothing, nothing out of the ordinary for him. I mean, people were raving about it. It's oh. yeah. Like I was gonna ask, like, um, as far as who Progray should fight next, um, who do you think he should fight? He's in an interesting situation because he was Obellum. What was it? Ringstar before the issue paper. So they're kind of. They can go wherever they want. Um, I don't know how many more many fights Jose Ramirez has on the stop print deal. Um, uh, that's the most sensible, but we'll see. Do you think he should move up and wait and fight Errol Spence? <laughs> mm, no. Probably just stay at 140. <laughs> oh, man. I'd be such a horrible matchmaker. 
be like, hey, Regis, uh, go up to 147 and fight EJ. <laughs> Don't worry, like, like um, you'll get like a like a ten million dollar like a bonus. Yeah, it's all about maneuvering people. I mean, I know people don't like to hear it, but I think the teams just have to be honest. Say we're maneuvering. Because <laughs> uh, listen, you don't want careers where you end up with with nothing. Those same fans who are saying you ducking and then push for you to fight somebody you do, they give you props, you lose. They aren't there for you again. Yeah. A lot of these guys work jobs, man. Fucking 12-hour shifts at the plant. What did Jermaine Franklin was doing before this? He was at a plant. But nobody cares about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, speak. You know, Jermaine Franklin, like, you know, I got nothing against him, but uh, this is going to be like a little bit of like a public criticism to Jermaine Franklin, but uh, like, shout out to Stefan Big Shot Shaw, but he was like basically yeah. exposing Jermaine Franklin. <laughs> yeah, 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 I watched that interview. I like, I really, I watched right, that like, interview back the other day when you're actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think Stephen Shaw, he was on, like, my channel. And yeah, he, he was. Said, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that. He, I, I watched that. I watched it. Yeah, back. he literally told me that Jermaine Franklin basically ducked him. But, like, you know, in a well, sense something of about It was something about he came up to the airport. They went to the airport up in Newark or whatever. And yeah. He got yep. the call <laughs> on the way there. Like, while he was there, that they're pulling out of the fight. Something about COVID or not COVID or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he made up a bullshit excuse. Shaw would have been too much fun. Shaw is probably our most talented heavyweight right now, honestly. Yeah, they got to run that back, man. Like, uh, they got to fight each other. I believe, I believe that Shaw will be too much for Jermaine Franklin, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw him completely under the bus because while we were on, I actually watched the Dillian White uh, Franklin fight. I know Dillian White is who he is, but Dillian White has been in with some comp, and Franklin did actually pretty well. I, I scored the fight uh, probably a draw, to be quite honest. And I understand if you're getting a draw with Dillian White, that says a lot about you. But <laughs> but 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 you know, over there in uh, you know in, in uh, over there in enemy territory, I thought he acquitted himself pretty well. And, and I thought he looked good. He looked fast. I do think Stephen Shaw is the more talented boxer and will beat him. But I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to sell him short and say he's just, like, trash. No, no, no. I mean, for somebody, like I was saying, coming off 12-hour shifts and not really training like that, and we just crammed everything into six, seven weeks, I think he did okay, especially with the step up. And, again, like, you could just see the size difference dude, in there. I mean, Dylan was punching down most of the time. And Franklin, there's really not too, mu not too much more you can do with a guy that much. I mean, you could see it. And he doesn't have the power. Not having power hurts. So, the whole host of things. Yeah, Jermaine, he looked like a very undersized fighter. Mary, they look way small. I don't even think he's six feet. Yeah, he looks uh, very, very, you know, cruiserweight like. 
And that's the problem again. Like a lot of these guys who would be cruiserweights moved to heavyweight because of the money. There's no money at cruiserweight or bridgeweight. Yeah, the cruiserweight division needs to be taken out. <laughs> There's just no money. Like cruiserweight, all the dudes are there because they're cutting down so much. They look like how heavyweights used to look, like classic. Right? Like, yeah, they do. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. honestly, that's honestly why I like Stefan Shaw so much because he looks like a like a regular, like a like a regular laboring dude, and I want to see how he does it. Heavyweight, yeah, classical heavyweight. Yeah, it's like like now it's all just a it's all just a game of height. It's all just oh everyone's like six eight six nine. It's annoying. Like I, I want to see like regular dudes mix it up. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a, it's a talent thing as well. Like, I, I try to explain this to some of my friends overseas. That they they kind of they can't get it through their heads. They're like, oh, but America's such a big country, and we're like this little country. No, like it's about sixty million. We're about four hundred million. But the big problem is, why would any of our big for nothing guys box when they can get a contract? The NFL or the NBA. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Sure, baseball. Golf, too. How, or golf. I mean, how many of our friends who <laughs> went to high school really boxed like that? Honestly. Other yeah, than just... us or maybe a couple, one person we may know. Nobody. Yeah, boxing is like one of the least yeah. practiced sports in America next to soccer. Yeah, we don't have the talent pool and nobody talks about that, which is kind of irritates me because like some of these people jump on oh yeah we have all the belts but we're better than you guys i'm like dude look at the talent pool <laughs> i mean we really don't have anybody if we had a, a a real system pushing you know it'd be it'd be different it might be back to the days of old but it's not like that <laughs> no but they don't get they don't get it and I, I've, I've screamed this at people and they just they just can't fathom it. I don't know what what's hard to understand. That's not available. A lot of these towns don't even have boxing gym. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah, but um, America like is still number one, and you know having you know the, the most champions, but yeah, the lower weight, the heavyweight. I mean, we're really, really, really struggling, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just getting more roster as far as what we can classes do. Set as them. far as what we can do, we're competitive for what we have, but that's because the error is bad. I mean, I can name it. I mean, Brazil was a backup quarterback for the Jets or whatever. He did a practice squad, and he was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dominic yeah, yeah. Brazil could have made it to the yeah. NFL. Yeah, I think he was on a practice squad. Gerald Washington was on a Seahawks practice squad. Yeah, yeah he was. Um, yeah. Gerald Washington he, actually got some playing time, didn't he? Like, yeah. like for real? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, and for me, Stavern's not from here, but the only reason he's in boxing is because he did his uh, he, he did his ACL. He was linebacker at fucking MSU at Michigan State. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, he, was about to, yo, he was about to take over, too. I was like, yo, he, he was, was like good at football. Good. Brandon, Brandon, like uh, Brandon Glanton, he even said that. Another one. Yeah, Brandon Glanton used to run around weighing 280 fucking pounds, cut down to cruiserweight. Crazy. Wow. Dude, Brandon Glanton could have dominated football, man. Like, he's so good. And and it's crazy. While he was in college, he got a bachelor's and a master's. 
<laughs> I mean, he's smart as hell. I like it. It's like people don't understand that in other areas, like you don't have that boxing push. Like some people, we don't have to name those fighters, but they, 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 they know boxing since age one, and they've got a. They're that bad, they've either got to cheat or fucking they lose or whatever else, you know? It's just been boxing their whole lives and they couldn't do anything with it. But other guys literally had to pick it up for something else and actually did something. It, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm also, I'm also probably, a lot of it over time has probably come due to the American diet, you know, just the, just the standard. Yeah. The diet, the- yeah. Yeah, just the standard degradation of the American diet and the agricultural systems that are, you know, have led us, have led us to struggle, you know, yeah, definitely in the heavyweight divisions. I mean, shorter fighters, lighter fighters, they seem to be just fine as far as American time. Yeah, the heavyweight division, because a lot of the weight isn't quality, uh, you know, and, and, you know, having, having tall, having particularly tall fighters, there are, there are just less dangerous things you can do professionally. You can, if you're tall, you can swim. You can play basketball, volleyball. There are other things you can do to earn a living. Make more uh, money. Yeah, and make more money than boxing. Yeah. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's, 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 it is kind of whack all the way around, especially because now, like, you know, like we were discussing, it was, it's a game of height. And just very few people on the planet are that tall. And if you are, why box? Why not even try, like, G League NBA? You know? Yeah, so then try to get like a two way contract and maybe you can be like a John Collins or something and you get like a four year sixty million or eighty million deal and then and, and do nothing. Get on the bench. You chill out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean hopefully and, and people are and people are talking about Jared Anderson and I'm just like Okay, Jared Anderson is cool, and allegedly he got over on Tyson Fury and sparring. But, Thank you. Yeah, it was like, what have we seen? What have we seen, really? <laughs> what have we actually seen? Nothing. He's just another top-ranked dork. Just fucking piped up to go ahead and put everyone around him around him down, even though he has all the backing in the world. And watch it, he'll come unstuck. He's not gonna do well. He's not gonna do well long term either. He's going to get undone. Watch him get put away by somebody. Somehow. And then they have to rebuild from the pieces. I mean, he's another guy who runs his fucking mouth. I don't understand it. He acts as if he's in God's division. It's just all hitters. And, you know, Jesus on one side, different angels, and they've all got to fight. No. <laughs> this heavyweight division in 2023, I mean, look around. I mean, not very impressive. You know, the heavyweight division is just like a boring, like, you know, Eurobum division. Like, that's what I call it. <laughs> yeah. Just I mean, a bunch of fatties. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's like, they come in, oh, I'm going to do this and this. You look at them, I've been in camp for 16 weeks, and then you look at their progress photos, and I'm like, huh? I look better than that guy. And then... And then the first thing they say, oh, well, it's not a bodybuilding contest. And right after they lose, well, he should have been more conditioned. He didn't have muscle. Well, but you just said it wasn't a bodybuilding contest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
um but you know hopefully uh, hopefully we'll get some more diverse talent and uh and i mean the cool thing is i know i know we can't claim them because they're not american but uh we're getting a little like the cuban stables heating up a little bit like uh, linear yeah. linear piero looks and good his, and his brother here um, as well his brother wait linear piero has a brother yeah, Danny Arrow or something. He's heavyweight as well, and he's pretty good. Oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 Danny Arrow. They might have a fucking Klitschko level reign if they keep their shit tight. I hope so. Yeah, because those those two look those two look sharp. Those two look very sharp. They look very good. Uh, I and I I definitely think that they'll do. I think uh, I definitely think that uh, Lanier will probably get over on somebody like Frank Sanchez, like Cuban versus Cuban. They'll probably be Frank Sanchez ass. It's, oh yeah, Danny Arpero, he's uh, 23 years old. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's mad young, man. Yeah, he's definitely going to take over the heavyweight division. Yeah. I mean, I hope it's just going to, it's always weird because like the public never, I mean, it's not that they don't force it, but having two blood brothers fight each other in boxing, I don't, know, I don't even know if that's ever happened for real. So it's just gonna be weird. Like if they're both at the top and they have championships, they're just gonna like just the, the fight that never gets made. <laughs> yeah, brother brothers have fought each other in like you know in the past. Really? I would love to. Um, I think it happened between two like Japanese brothers. I remember that. <laughs> oh well, yeah, like, they, they don't have a they don't have a choice. They make sense. They make such yeah. little money. They make such little yeah. money over there. Fucking. They, they probably yeah. built too. Sibling rivalry. They probably weren't yeah. even really blood brothers. They just look so similar. <laughs> People said, "Fuck it." <laughs> <laughs> make, make the last make the last names the same to spell to <laughs> sell the fight. <laughs> yeah, I just want to see like, the Charlo brothers just like fight it out. <laughs> like, that'd be. Well, so another thing, dude, I, I've always been on this wave with this man, like. I definitely have a bias against Jamel Charlo because he just runs his fucking mouth all day. But I will say this. Everybody puts Jamel Charlo pound for pound, pound for pound, for pound right? He'll beat all these guys. Will he beat his brother? <laughs> no. If Jamal came back down to 154, could he beat Jamal Charlo? No. Bigger, stronger. Yeah, and, and and that and that's and that's very important because I, I can I can tell that this person actually watches boxing like watches boxing because people don't understand. Jamal left one fifty four so Jamel could have something to eat. Jamal would have killed everybody down. There. Thank you. Like 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 do you like do you think Thank that Jamal, like do you <laughs> would have ran through everybody? Dude, it, it, like that division would be dead. Those most of those people. Most, most of those people would be retired. Like, do you think Jamal Charlo would have needed to fight Tony Harrison twice? No, he would have knocked him the fuck out in four rounds. Yeah, like Jamal. People think that. Yeah, people think that Jamal is a joke because all of the belts are misaligned at 160. But Jamal left that division specifically so Mel could have something to fucking do. Because Jamal would have got all the fights and he would have destroyed everyone while Jamal had no fucking career. There you go. Yep. Yeah. So it, it, it was like basically one of the brothers would have had to leave because they don't, you know, they don't want to fight each other. And I'm gonna tell you, if if they fight each other, despite everything that Jamel has accomplished, I love Jamel. He's a fantastic fighter, but Jamal would beat the shit out of Jamel. Yeah. That's what Tony Harris was like. He's Jamal just a little brother. brother. <laughs> he said, Tony Harrison said that it, it was a press conference. He was like, "You've been little bro your whole life. That's why you have that chip on your shoulder." Jamal must have been beating you up since Yehi. It's, it's true. Jamal, 
like and you can you can tell when they fight because the thing is people like i understand that jamel's the man and all the belts are on one side of, of, of the street when it comes to pbc but generally speaking people still are have no issue fighting jamel they still want to fight jamel like oh, i could try him i could try him jamal can't get nobody triple g don't want none canelo don't want none J jacobs don't want none fucking like like Mungia don't want none people people talk all this bullshit about jamal charlo they still do not want to fight him yeah they still don't want to send over that paperwork there's a reason why people <laughs> still even after his back injury his legal issues his wife beating him and shit they still are not calling his name like that and and, and this is because they know boxing the professionals know boxing they know who to play with and personally, I, I don't agree with all the disrespect that Jamel gets because he'll beat the shit like Tim Dewey's going to beat up. He'll beat up Fundora. Like, so I don't know why people are disrespecting him. But people know Charlo's not a gang. They know that if you fuck with him, he throws a lot of punches. He's very strong. He's durable. And you will more than likely lose. Bro, I won't be surprised if Jamal Charlo fights Carlos Adamas and he just runs right through him. <laughs> yeah, that, that was another interesting fight because, like, I was watching his last fight with Montiel, dude. I watched the Dervinchenko fight. I, I can, Dervinchenko fight, I don't blame because Dervinchenko give anybody a, a run. Mm -hmm. That's just where the deal is. But the Montiel fight, before he got that knockout, dude, did he look sweaty to you guys? Like, really, like, shaky almost, unsteady on his legs? Yeah. For some reason. I, I, I thought it was really weird. Like, he was like, I was interested to see what would have happened had that fight gone longer, like deep, because he was really. It is very similar to some of these other fights you know, when a guy gets in there, dude, and they're really shaky, and he was really on the back foot, like really heavy, like he didn't really seem steady on his leg and sweaty. He was sweating like fuck, and it was only like two rounds in, like, and then he got the big punch. But yeah, I, I don't think Otto must beat Charlo either. I mean. But 160 is kind of dead right now because you don't really know what's going on. I mean, Triple G said he wants to do a world tour and fight Zarafa and guys like that. Lara's there, but... Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, I saw a picture of Lara, his last weigh-in, with a picture of him versus Canelo. At the Canelo weigh-in, right? And he looked like... He, he, he looked like some washed-up marathon runner recently. He looked like a hybrid human when he weighed versus Canelo, dude. Age. <laughs> yeah, Larry, he needs to hang it up. I like Larry a lot, but I don't he don't know. need to get beat up no more. <laughs> Especially when he doesn't have his legs like that. He's hurt by even planting his feet. He's just going to get hurt if he gets in there with somebody who's real. Um, but who else at 160 really is? 160 is just went dead overnight, honestly, over like the past five years. Everyone there was only thirsty for a Canelo paycheck, and as soon as Canelo leaves, nobody wants to fight each other. The only, pe the only people that want to fight each other are dudes like Dever and Chanko. He's like the Sean Porter of that division. He got all that money, got all those fights because nobody else was fighting. People wanted to save themselves for Canelo, and once he left, they're like, "Well, back to bullshit again." So, <laughs> yeah, Munguia doesn't want any title shots. Uh, no, he's not. 
Yeah, Adama isn't Charlo can be made. Charlo just got to regulate his own situation. Like he has to heal his back or whatever. He has to deal with his fucking abusive partner. And so I saw a mud shot, dude. I was laughing. You put her in the county. Yeah, no. The charges, the the charges against him were dropped due to lack of evidence. It's just again one of his cousins trying to get him in trouble and like it, it, I don't know extort him or whatever. But they accused him of beating of beating up one of his family members, and that didn't happen. So the charges were dropped. But it's like apparently your family's trying to sabotage you and you got to get a, you get the fuck away from me. You got to kick them all, kick them all out of the Texas mansion or whatever and, fuck, and, and focus and fight like your legacy depends on it. Cause it does. <laughs> kick them out of the Texas mansion. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, they got those big ass fucking matches in Texas. They be shooting Instagram movies. And I shit. was looking at apartments over the use of songs. Fucking this Dude, I pay 2051 for my apartment a month. Yeah, I might put the exact dollar amount. <laughs> Over there, you've got one bed, one bath. A little bit bigger than this. This is one bed, one bath. For 900 bucks a month. Damn, you must uh, be I, I was like, why is Houston dirt cheap? <laughs> yeah, Texas is like mad dirt cheap. Yeah, some places are getting worse because other people, like Californians, the people from Colorado. Oh, yeah, due to hyperinflation. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, no. Yeah, he needs to, he gotta, he gotta fix that shit. He gotta fix that shit. He gotta come back. He gotta make. He gotta make Adamas because people are talking that bullshit. And Adamas is saying he's champion. So now you gotta shut his dumb ass up. Then, then you gotta try to get Triple G. If Triple G wants to smoke, go get it. Beat his ass, and then you know come with the division. Those guys will never fight. I don't. Yeah, Triple G not gonna fight him. You should still try. Uh, if Triple G falls through, you get Mongia, you get Laura, and then uh, honestly, then you, or or in like Janabek, try to fight his lame ass. And then, uh, you know, if you can get those fights, make them. And if absolutely nobody wants anything, then just move up. Move up. And yeah, after, after that Janadick fight, they all his, the Janadick, I call them, the Janadick supporters, they got very quiet. <laughs> they got very quiet. Same thing with uh, Zach Parker. I like, he's a decent guy, but I mean, there are a couple of like racists on YouTube who just have made a video in a couple, uh, in a week since that fight, like, their last video was like the week before. I've been waiting for them to drop something because they've been pushing the guy heavy. And now he, he basically quit. So it's... It's... I don't know, man. Andre, Charlo, they have some... Well, Andre is his own worst enemy. Andre is turning down fights. So you can't... We can't do anything about that. Charlo, at the very least, is not turning down fights. Yeah, it's... it's they're running out of time, though, the both of them, I think. Whether yeah, Andre, he's not He's, yeah, Andre is even older. Let's see, 34 now? 35 or something? Like, yeah, 34, about to be 35. Like, even, like, I'm sorry to, I'm, I'm sorry to segue, but even now, I'm on Twitter right now, and people are just defending Tank. Why? He has done nothing worth defending. <laughs> like it pisses me the fuck off. People, people are literally saying, "I'm, I'm." I literally just, I asked the question. I asked the question. I asked on here, as opposed to fucking fighting Ryan Garcia and making Ryan Garcia the priority. How about he just put Ryan Garcia on fucking hold, clear Hector, and then fight Haney and Shakur? Motherfuckers are saying, "Well, you know, to be honest, why don't Haney and them send Tank a contract?" And then because you know they talk about they got the money and. Da-da-da-da. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Why? What? what like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe, maybe it's a situation like Terrence Crawford, 
where people are people are dumb so to dumb people they only trust other dumb people so terrence Crawford looks like a genius to them maybe it's because like street niggas that have no father maybe they look at tank as like someone they can like they can relate to you know like oh tank, tanks to a fucking uh a, a, a dummy with no dad maybe you know i i sympathize with him is that what it is because fuck <laughs> I don't understand. People are soaking fucking wet trying to defend him. Like, why don't Haney? Haney's the one. I'm like, bro, Haney has no fight date. Tank is already scheduled for fucking January. So who 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 is really talking shit? But it's it's whatever, man. I don't you like you can't talk to these fucking people. And Shakur is talking about fucking Zapata. Someone's asking me, oh, how, why doesn't Haney just fucking skip Lomachenko and go for Shakur? I'm like, Shakur sending contracts to Zapata. A nigga who's not even on top rank. So what the fuck we supposed to do with that? Yeah, speaking of uh, Crawford, uh, did you did you hear? Uh, like, uh, did you guys see that PBC podcast? Uh, like, uh, like, I think it came out uh, the other day, right? I don't, I don't listen to what the fuck Crawford got to say. I, he's, a, he's a fucking idiot. I don't give a fuck. He, he can talk on the podcast. He can talk on who... I don't care what he has to say. All he's going to do is repeat the same stupid shit and expect it to stick. Like, I, I mean, if, if he says something new, great. But I don't think he said anything different. Yeah, because um, I believe it was... Uh, I think it was like... Somewhere, somewhere it said saying that... Like... I don't know who the hell said it, but somebody said Crawford is great, you know, out of what he does, and um, he could beat, or he could potentially beat Errol Spence, and I think I heard some, you know, word of rap, like word of mouth uh, rumor saying that, you know, there's a potential offer being sent to him in the future for Jamal Charlo and Danny Garcia after. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Oh wait, wait! You talking about Terrence fighting them? Yeah. Oh, like, fuck. okay. Crawford versus Jermel Charlo, and then Danny Garcia. <laughs> yeah, fuck no. That's that's clout. That's clout. I thought you meant Garcia and Charlo. No, that's clout. Terrence Crawford, bro. And and I even commented on Twitter. I'm like, Jermel, do not try to negotiate with this moron. I said, please don't, because he's going to do the same thing. He's going to be out here. He's going to be dick riding. He's going to be talking all this talking all this good shit and then at the end of the day when it's time to negotiate and actually sign some fucking paperwork he's gonna announce he's fighting ted cheeseman on fucking abc news network and then he's not gonna fight you he's gonna duck like a bitch he's gonna get paid a bunch of money for fighting marginal ass garbage ass opposition as fucking usual and then you're never gonna get that fight either you will have wasted your time you will have fucked up your schedule and pbc schedule and you have collectively wasted a lot of money and energy accomplishing nothing nobody with a fucking half a brain should sit down and talk to that ignorant ass nigga ever again about some goddamn money yeah <laughs> nobody yeah <laughs> you fucking you you sit you sit us down with lawyers you have us meeting wasting our time trying to make your dumb ass happy and this whole motherfucking time you're talking all this shit you're negotiating another deal and, and then at the end of the day, you sign that and fuck off our entire winter schedule, man. That bro, that kind, of, that kind of shit can't be fucking forgiven, dog. Like, nah, bro. Like, nah, bro. Like, just get your bitch ass out of here and don't ever come talk to me again. 
that's crazy as fuck that's like that's like that's like entertaining that's like entertaining the bitch that has like stood you up and didn't even apologize no reschedule no i'm sorry just yeah i'm not coming goodbye and then you like why even waste my time like you like i got to the restaurant you didn't even come you didn't apologize like no no fuck <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I just wanna see Crawford retire, man. He's just a pussy. But um I'm really open like honestly like I don't know man, like, you know, I just wanna see Crawford lose so bad because like imagine if David Abenezia knocks him smooth out and like him and Spence fight each other and Spence beats him. And then he vacates and moves up. Then Crawford's career is basically over at that point. <laughs> so I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen. If it did, that'd be some poetic justice. But no, like, but you're right. I I do want him to retire. He is is worthless. He is, he's he's his only value comes from this one fight. And now that I know that we're not getting it, uh, yeah, I want him to get the fuck out of here. Uh, just like I want, I want a bunch of fighters to get the fuck out of here. Like I actually made a list. I actually made a list of fighters I want to get the fuck out of boxing. Uh, yeah. The following fighters, the, call, the following fighters, all fucking retire. Uh, Tyson Fury, Canelo Alvarez, Terence Crawford, Jaime Munguia, Ryan Garcia, Connor Ben, Josh Taylor, Triple G, Daniel Jacobs, Gabe Rosado. All you bitches can retire. Don't like you, like cool, but I'm tired of hearing about y'all. All these names I'm tired of hearing about. I am tired. Tired. Y'all, 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 you know, like, Gabriel's auto, okay. He fights everybody. He puts in work. But I'm tired of people saying he's a good opponent because he fucking loses all the time. I'm tired. I, I don't like that. Stop, 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 stop trying to say that he's, he's some kind of quality, solid opponent. He's famous for losing. He has double-digit losses. You know? Danny Jacobs got 30 knockouts, and I watched him carry Ryder for a disown bag. Son of a bitch. He's like, he's like, a, don't get me wrong. I think Danny Jacobs was robbed against Ryder, but he fucking carried him. He could have knocked Ryder out and carried him. So, so you know, and the rest of these dudes, yeah, I don't care. Like Tyson Fury, fucking steroid cheating ass, fuck out of here. Canelo, you're not about to fight Ryder. Like these are just dudes that are not trying to give me what I want. So I don't care. Get out. Yeah, I was just about to say, didn't you like make made like a funny tweet about John Ryder and Demetrius Andrade and like. You know how the double standard was with like Zach Parker fighting Ryder versus Parker fighting Android. <laughs> yeah, it was it was stupid as fuck. Like like when Android was scheduled to fight Zach Parker, people threw Android under the bus. Oh, another Euro bomb. Android's trash. Look at his competition. Blah blah blah. blah. Keep in mind, Ryder didn't even beat the shit out of this dude. This bitch quit because his fucking hand hurt. In the fourth round, he fucking quit. Ryder wasn't in there putting in work. This nigga quit. But people are saying, oh, look, Ryder knocked out a, a fucking undefeated killer. I'm like, oh, you, you bitches. You bitches. Wow. Now the, 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 the fucking mighty Zach Parker is the ultimate badass. Like, bro, I, just the, like, I don't mind people talking shit, but keep it consistent. Okay, the, the narrative you can't keep flip flopping. That shit is so fucking aggravating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that's just funny because, you know, now that I think about it, it's just uh, these racist ass boxing casuals just have no soul whatsoever. Like, they're just 
so mentally retarded, they just cling on to anything that sticks, and, you know, they just act like they know boxing until you actually educate them, and then they get all pissed off, like, like, uh, I don't know, like, um, retarded bitches, man, it's just, it's just sad, but, yeah, like, like, honestly, like, it's just pathetic, man, like, I want to see a lot of consolidation and talent. You know, all these hyped up fighters are just pissing me off. Like, I was even happy that fucking Jamie Mitchell lost, you know, that female fighter that I talk shit about. But, I mean, like, like, um, when she lost, it's like, uh, nobody, like, like, um, really cares that anybody really knew anything, like, about her that she lost, you know, in her next uh, title defense. But, like, basically, case in point is just like, like, I just want to see all these, you know, all these like up and coming fighters that should just take over because it's like it shouldn't just be like this never ending cycle of just hype job after hype job, just getting free wins and just you know making people waste money to go see them. You know. Just they keep crying about how. They really want the best fights, but then they make it. Not only do they make excuses for why they don't happen, but they make excuses for why they shouldn't happen. And that's and that's the dumbest thing because people don't understand with the age of the internet, the fighters see what you dummies post. They see what you idiots post. And if you morons are okay with certain fighters not fighting people, the fighters are going to go, okay, well, shit, they're cool with me not fighting them. And then they start to repeat exactly what you say. Like, like for years, Canelo never said any of the bullshit that his fans said for him. They, like, he, he, he never said anyone was a bad fighter. He never talked about resume. He never talked about any of that shit. But his fans kept saying it. They kept saying it. They kept saying it. Now what is he talking about? Oh, who has he fought? Oh, he is a terrible fighter. Do, do, do. Now he's repeating what the fuck those dummies said. So it's just like, like, I just, like you got to choose. Do you want to fight? Or do you want to just see your favorites just destroy it? Because if you do, that's great. But but stop, you know, stop just stop fucking up and, 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 and like just just muddying the waters with horseshit and giving people excuses to be cowards. If if if, if Terrence Crawford's fans, his like two fucking fans, actually <laughs> actually demanded that he fight Errol Spence, he would have actually probably might have done it. He might have done it. Maybe he might have done it. But all his fans. They were fucking excited when he wasn't fighting Earl Spence. They were like, oh, thank God, he's getting the bag. My baby getting the bag. Like, what the, like again, you're acting like you're getting some of the money. Like, I was like, I, like, I, like, ugh. like, there's a difference between being a fan and sucking dick. Like, these dudes <laughs> just be out here on their fucking knees. Just, oh, man, I'm so happy. Terrence Carver getting paycheck. Get your money, baby. Don't, don't settle for less. Uh-huh. Like, oh, chicken Georgetown and motherfuckers. You made me so fucking upset. Just, just, just the, the lack of fucking testosterone is so aggravating. Ugh. Oh yeah, he getting the bag. That's why Bud getting the bag. He's not like a bitch. <laughs> yeah, like I saw that stupid ass tweet that fucking Crawford's sister said saying, "Oh, oh don't worry, everyone's like, yeah, have an easy end, but then after that, you know, it's gonna be like the big fight that everybody want to see." And I'm like, are you that stupid to, like, you know, believe what your own brother is going to say? <laughs> it's just like, 
I think Donnie's sister has way more balls to fight anybody versus him. Right. Yeah, it's so pathetic, man. Yeah, it's so annoying. And, and, and it's worse because... And the worst thing is, is that we're not even talking to a particularly educated fan base. These are these are motherfuckers that work at Walmart that will be trying to have an opinion on multi-million dollar deals. Why isn't this person doing good? It's like shut the fuck up. You haven't even negotiated your way out of a parking ticket. What the fuck do you know about anything? These are niggas that don't even show up to child support court trying to talk about contracts. Like, dude, shut up. Like, like these these, these are motherfuckers that the closest they've ever been to the entertainment industry is is maybe being outside the club when somebody that was on fucking one of Tyler Perry's bullshit shows on on BET was leaving, talking about some just send the contract. Like, shut the fuck up, bro. I don't know a goddamn thing about some fucking contract. People make me so fucking mad. Like I swear, yeah. like it's all, it, it, and, that, and that's and that's why that's why the people that defend Tank and the people that defend Bud are are all they always sound so stupid. They always sound so stupid and they talk in fucking circles because it's always it's always some stupid ass ain't never had ain't never had shit ass nigga defending bitch shit because it's how they act. <laughs> Like, like again, this guy going back and forth talking about why, why can't, why can't Haney send him to contract? Why can't can, can, the motherfucker has a fight date? The motherfucker has a date. Evan Haney's a beast. Ed. Well, no, they've been they've been saying that for years, but now that now that uh, Tank is apparently away from Mayweather, uh, uh, now Haney is 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 the is the is the, It's like just say you niggas don't want him to fight him. Just, just say you don't want to see Tank lose, because because they just they switch up all the time. That's what I'm saying, bro. You got grown ass men going back and forth like like some bit like. Oh, it just it just it's so fucking frustrating. They they change the narrative every fucking week. One moment Tank is the major money man, he answers to nobody. The next week, oh, they should be sending him paperwork so he can sign to fight them. The fuck, like oh. <laughs> literally yeah you can't you you can't you can't reason with them it's just i i it's just it's like they have a fucking crush i like who i like and i'm not gonna change i like who i like and i'm not gonna change okay you can like the motherfucker but be honest be honest shit again they act like they're fucking these dudes like i like i just want to ask sometimes like are you him fucking like are 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 you are y'all in a relationship the fuck do you care like, 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 why, like, like, why do you, why, like, why does it matter who he finds? Like, every time, every, yeah, it's just dick riding. Every time, I, every time I ask a question about why this dude isn't doing something, motherfuckers get on my ass. They're like, oh, wow, how come this? How come that? Just, what a, yeah, just asking what aboutisms and shit. I'm, I'm like, how come this person has no responsibility? You like, cause you can't, you can't tell me a nigga is a boss, like a badass boss, but then, oh, he, he, he can't make any moves. All the moves have to be made for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, man. Uh, I, just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. Like, like I don't. I don't know why they're why they're yeah, um, I was gonna say. Like, yeah. Um, I was gonna say for you know for like a final topic uh, of like um. Like um, uh, like uh, looking into uh, some of the fights on the uh, on the Juan Estrada versus uh, Chocolatito, like um, um, undercard or um, 
Yeah, yeah like I think ProBooks, uh, they also have like a uh, like fight card on uh, Friday. Right. And the, and yeah, Friday time. down here in um, uh, Plant like City. Period doing uh, Chisora 3 this weekend, right? I don't think I can hear you. Just, uh, just Fury is doing Chisora 3 this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That bullshit card. I'm not... I'm not watching that cheating you know, piece of crap. <laughs> yeah, Fury, Fury versus Chisora. Bullshit. But yeah, Juan Estrada and Chocolatito Saturday. And then we have... Um, Pro box on Friday. That's Brandon Glanton versus uh, David Light, right? Oh, I'm glad. And then I'm glad. who else? I'm glad Glanton's being active, even though he's fighting some bumps. Uh, but he deserves this after he whooped the coaches, bitch ass. But I got the uh, I got the Chocolatito schedule right here. Uh, Julio Cesar Martinez is fighting Kamara. That's a good fight. Uh, Pacheco's being active. That's cool. Mark Castro is fighting. Oh my god, his fights are fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Castro. <laughs> yeah, you, you never know how he's gonna look. Mark Castro, man. I hope the, he the one twenty six. The, the one twenty six guy who just fought uh, Mary, right? Or you're talking about somebody else? Castro, he fights a lightweight. Um, oh no, not uh, not not Carlos Castro. This is Mark Castro. Mark Castro. Yeah, yeah, Car- Carlos Castro. He's at twenty six. But yeah, um, he's going up against a uh, 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 Michael Lopez. You know, some Mexican looking dude. Yeah, they call him the Coyote. Yeah, he's a uh, fourteen and three, and he has a. Uh, I think he has like nine knockouts, I think. But yeah, he's a pretty sturdy test. Um, actually, he's a 16 and 3. Yeah, he's only been stopped once. But he got eight KOs. Yeah, but I'm not like a fan of this fight. This is just like another Philly fight. <laughs> but um, yeah, Austin Williams, he's on the card. He's going up against a pretty uh, somewhat sturdy opponent. I don't think it's really going to be a good fight. I think he's just going to wash right through him. Yeah, his opponents. That's because they want to make him versus Felix Cash, which is an excellent fight, by the way. Really? You think so? I used to like Cash. Yeah, I think his last Felix Cash is not a red flag. I, I like I think, this. I, I like the way he fights. I like, I like, my t- I like guys who have come up with the high guard dude and press the issue or will be tactical. That's why I like Simeonis a lot. But yeah, Cash was caught by somebody who could not punch. He went down like twice. Dude, it was pretty bad. I don't know what happened. Uh, it, it was a long way off. I don't know what. If that fight hadn't happened, I would definitely had him a big favorite overall. Simone, like, no, no. I mean, but you know, we also we, we also got to take into account how often Williams was his last fight. He switched trainers from Cunningham. Which I don't know why Cunningham had him super sharp. In his last fight, he came in looking slow, sluggish, hardly jabbing. It was very weird. It was uncharacteristic. Yeah, they're, they're both 
not having their best Ellen's uh, last goat fight, but it will be that's a good good fight whoever <laughs> wins this moves on, you know. Maybe they can get Janet Dick. I don't know if they're going that route, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, it does happen. Janet Dick, like I never, I never understood where Janet Dick got his hype from. Yeah, I, I always thought Andre would have beat him if they had fought anyway. But yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. Andre is a is a straight idiot for not taking that fight and for not fighting Zach Barker. Like, what the fuck? It's, I don't know, man. It, it's it's slim pickings up. That these weights right now. Uh, Particular, I don't know. The mass, the mass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not like I'm not looking forward for you know Chocolatito versus Juan Estrada, but I think I think Chocolatito is gonna whip them. Yeah, Chocolatito should probably win this one. They'll probably try to knock about. Yeah, man, I hope so. All the fights, all the fights have been close, but I mean, honestly, that's not true. The second fight, I thought a shot of them, but uh, yeah, the first fight, yeah, the, 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 the first fight, you know, it's just with sperm weight boxing, just because these dudes, sperm weight, the, these dudes are built the exact same, so it, they throw a lot of punches. Nobody gets knocked out. It's it's kind of difficult, but you know, I I like it. It's cool. I mean, I'm gonna watch it, but. Yeah, <laughs> I am looking forward for Tiafimo versus uh, Sandor Martin. That's going to be a good ass fight. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I got Tiafimo's bitch ass. Yeah, look, I got Sandor. You know, probably stopping Tio. You know, Man, yeah, really? Sandor Martin stopping Tiafimo? Yeah. Wow. I mean, Tiafimo hasn't shown his power on 140. So if Sandor, if he's able to absorb it and load up he, on a good shot, I think Tio. Tio just knocked out a dude. Yeah, but he knocked out Pedro Campo. Like, he ain't that good. <laughs> I mean, that's fine, but you can't say he didn't show his power and he got a knockout. He knocked that dude out. Like, if he had gone the distance, I completely understand. But he knocked that dude out. Yeah. But Sandor, Sandor, Sandor is able to, like, you know, throw good shots, you know, to you know, gain the um, respect out of his power. You know, he's not like the biggest power puncher, but um, um, he definitely got some good thud, you know, in his shots. But, yeah, I want to I wanna probably put, like, going to put my hopes on Sandor. You know, he might come in and come in there and just probably, you know, take a dive. <laughs> especially, especially against Tiafimo. <laughs> Tiafimo will probably hit him with, like, a good little body shot. And then he's like, oh, nah, man. Like, I quit. Be like, really? Like, like you know, you go from beating Mikey Garcia to, like, losing to Teofimo Lopez. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it's cool. Like, I'd be happy if Sandor wins because I don't like Teofimo Lopez at all. So I'll, I'll root for Sandor, but I don't think he's got enough to do it. I just don't think he has enough... Uh, you know, I, I definitely don't think he has enough pop in his punches, and I think that TFMO box is just decent enough to be able to put hands on him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he's not... but I yeah I'll, I'll send him Yeah, because I don't like Tio, but, you know, like, I'll give him somewhat credit for, like, him, 
utilizing some boxing knowledge, but I think like the minute Tiafimo gets exposed by somebody that's not afraid to like, you know, go toe to toe with him, I think Tio's gonna get brutally just knocked out bad. <laughs> well, I mean Tiafimo's already been exposed, so <laughs> he's, he's, he's yeah. Already, yeah, he's already been exposed, so I mean it's very, very little somebody else could do that Campos didn't do. I mean he had his fucking head leaking, had his ass on oxygen. So I mean <laughs> No. Yeah, it's just crazy how his father said the other day, like, you know, we're going to work to become two-time undisputed world champion and nobody ain't going to mess with us and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, like, like, are you guys still going off of that undisputed bullshit? Like, I think Teofimo's, like, I think his father's just still smoking crack, man. You know, I think, I think he's just, I think he's on drugs, like, you know, when he's dick rattle for his son <laughs> yeah they, they probably both are on drugs but the thing is i hope that undisputed energy stays the same and i hope they fight everyone so yeah go ahead and fight fight fucking regis fight matias fight all those dudes you know if you if you if you i think maybe they're waiting to watch taylor because taylor looks weak as fuck but maybe they're trying to get the winner of caterall versus um caterall versus taylor i'm like okay cool if, if you get the WBO, are you actually going to unify, or are you going to like just do all kinds of weird shit? Because I remember, I remember when Devin Haney was trying to get him. All he kept doing was crying on camera. Talking about, what, what happened with the meeting with Bob? What, what happened? What happened at the meeting with Bob? What, what happened? What happened? I'm like, okay, so are you going to just cry like a bitch? Or are you actually going to get the fight made? Because like. Because <laughs> like, you can talk all this bullshit, but if you're not actually getting some shit done, then what are we talking about? Because people, people keep talking about bosses and who's in charge. And the reality is, even if you're assigned to a promotional company, you can tell your promoter, I do not, I will not sign another fucking contract to fight someone until I get this fight. I need this fucking fight. You can actually make the fight a part of another contract that you're renegotiating. I mean, you know, so like you don't have like, like, look at Mikey Garcia. Mikey Garcia didn't fight for like two years on top rank until he got what he wanted. Then he was out of the contract and he got the fights that he wanted. So it's like when dudes want to actually fight, they'll make the fucking fights happen. So he was talking about, oh, this is, this is, this is a boss and this is how it works. And then, and again, niggas that work at Walmart trying to, trying to fucking comment on big boy shit. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, because, like, um, um, easy fights get made if people want to come out of their way and be successful. But, like, it's almost kind of, like, similar with uh, Garrett Anderson because, you know, he was saying that he wants to fight, you know, Dillian White and he wants to fight all these other guys. But I'm just thinking, like, if you're still hiding behind top rank, like, why not leave top rank and just be your own man just be your own free agent and just get all these fights in now because you know him fighting like all these like guys that i haven't heard of before it's like it's now making me think like anybody with top rank you know they're always just going to use up the you know what the side of up the street bullshit but it's like uh take take a look at you know all the former top rank fighters that are now crossing over to other platforms like you know they're now getting paid better and on top of that they're getting more attraction because like um like you said like you know they're taking more risks to actually urge themselves to be you know successful you know in the sport yeah i mean you know 
Yeah, like there are plenty of there, there are plenty of avenues that fighters have to exercise, but the reality is that when a fight doesn't happen, it's more than likely because one or both parties truly don't want the fight to happen. Because because like all this promotional bullshit, like like the beef, the beef that they have between each other. You think motherfuckers are gonna let some fucking petty beef get between them making some money? No, it, it's not real. Uh, other otherwise, Fury versus Wilder would have never happened. It would it would have never fucking happened, and Bob Barron would have just paid whatever money uh, Wilder would have won in the lawsuit against him. It, it would have the fight would have never happened, but because both parties actually want oh well Wilder actually wanted to fight, they said fuck it, go ahead and fight and make this money. That's what happened. So so yeah, when they talk about all this bullshit with the Crawfords, Benz, Tank, and Haney, it's trash. One side clearly does not want the fucking fight. Okay. Because you can't talk all this big shit about how someone's their own boss, someone can fight anybody, blah, 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 blah. But then when it comes to doing it, all you're doing is trying to put together all these random little chronological order events to talk about horse shit. None of it fucking matters. You can't talk shit about how this, one, this person wants to fight somebody here, but then they're steady scheduling shit over here. Because like, I, I, point I pointed out the timeline. Both of these motherfuckers weren't doing anything. Devin Haney was the, just the WBC champion, not a single unification from 2019 to 2022. In that time period, Tank wasn't doing shit. And I'm sorry, but fighting uh, fucking, uh, what's his name? Fighting Gamboa, fighting fucking Barrios, you do, you do uh, Cruz, Roley, you're, you weren't doing anything, dude. You weren't doing anything. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Now, and, and now the zone excuse is bullshit now. It's not, because Ryan's over there. Yeah, yeah, um, um, I agree with that. Um, I think, honestly, like, um, when it comes down to it, you know, when you want to, you know, get all these big fights in, regardless of the politics, you know, you're going to do anything in your power to, you know, dare to be great. So, like, I'll even go with Xander's eyes because, you know, at this point, I'm, like, very critical of him, and I don't think he's you know, moving, you know, you know, the way that I think he's going to be moving, but, you know, he's going to be fighting Alexis Salazar, right? Salazar, like, you know, from what I knew, he got blown out by Carlos Adamas, but ever since that brutal loss that he took to, to go up to four losses, um, he had, uh, two decent back-to-back -back wins that was, like, down in Mexico, I think, but then, leading up to Xander, it's just like, okay, like, like, how does a guy uh, that's coming down in weight from 160 to fight Xander helps his career grow versus, like, Xander, if he really wants, you know, the smoke and you're trying to, like, actually, like, you know, build a fighter right to make sure they're primed and ready for the top upper echelon talent like shouldn't she be going after like top 100s or top 50 fighters right not fight guys that are like you know below you <laughs> i mean you know xander xander zayas is you know he's he's following that particular business model so their goal is to hype him up and keep him undefeated for fucking i don't know until the vacant belt opens up but he's going to be fucking 20 you know 20 25 and 0, 26 and 0 against fucking God knows who. 
and and then if we give the bag gets big enough where you can't avoid a mandatory they'll sacrifice him but you know if not they're gonna try to make sure all his losses are from in-house fighters so they can keep so they can keep the shit moving it's the same thing they do with tfimo they wouldn't let tfimo fight Devin hp to fucking lose and then they lose all the belts no because they knew tfimo was gonna get his ass beat so they just they just had him they, they you know they, they they thought they thought he would clear Campbosis. They thought Campbosis was a cherry pick, but they fucked up and they picked the pepper, and the, and they lost the belt anyway. So that should just happen. Yeah, because um, uh, but it's funny that you say that because like you know whenever I was arguing with like a lot of what the dumb casuals that just keep defending like guys like Xander and all these other like weird hyped up guys like. Like, uh, they always use this weird argument of saying, like, oh, well, they got to, like, wait until, you know, they're in, like, their mid-20s or they got to, like, fight, you know, until they're, like, 23 or 24, you know, plus years old to, like, you know, get a title shot. And I'll even use, like, Xander, you know, as a good example. Like, like uh, Xander, Xander's, like, what, 20, um, 20 years old, right? And he's um, heading into his, uh, I think, his 14th fight or some shit like that. Um, hold on. Like, I'm going to take a look at it right now. But, um, yeah, he's 14-0. He's heading into his 15th fight. And he's been pro since, you know, 2019, three years, right? So uh, this is, like, um, what people say. They say he can't challenge for the upper echelon talent at 15 plus fights. He needs to fight until he's like, you know, in his like mid 20s to go for like a title. And it's like, how does that get him ready for any of those guys? Because, you know, that's just as like equivalent as saying Virgil Ortiz, he needs to fight until he's like, like, you know, in his like, like, um, like basically late prime 20s. Uh, to go for uh, to go for like a title and it's like you can't be like babying fighters like that you know what i'm saying like no, that's, uh, that's what gets me so pissed off that's People. that's not that's not what they mean bro what they mean is we need to wait until the division clears out and is in a transitional period to where all the belts are vacant and all the mandatories are trash that's what they really mean because <laughs> no it's true because the, that, that that bullshit that bullshit doesn't matter Mike Tyson became a champion like 20. Benavidez became a champion at 20. They sucked TFPMO's dick because he beat Lomachenko at 23. But now all of a sudden, this motherfucker got to wait till he's 25 to do something? It's bullshit. They just don't want to see this kid get his ass whooped. And again, why are you protecting a professional combat sports athlete? Like, why? Like, again, do you know them? Are you having their baby? Are y'all in a relationship? Like, why are you protecting these dudes? A lot, I'm telling you, a lot of these fights don't happen. Because the fucking fans are so busy trying to suck dick and protect somebody. It's like, dude, fuck him. He needs to fight. They need to fight. Like, never, never in life will you catch me protecting the fighters that I like. Because I like seeing competitive matches. Like, I want Haney to fight Tank with all of my heart. But Tank fans do not seem to care or desire Tank to fight Haney. And, you know, and, 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 it's, and it's the same with, with Zayas's people. It's the same with Virgil Ortiz Jr.'s people. They know if he fights Spence, he's going to lose. They know if he fights Crawford, he's going to lose. They know if he fought Avenesi, and that might be a tough fight. They know if he fights Jerron, then he'll get fucking destroyed. And honestly, they got mandated to fight Stan Yonis. I don't think they're going to do that shit either. So, yeah. you know, 
Yeah, people, people keep telling me, "Oh, Virgil Ortiz, he he going he he going to WBA route." He he he. I'm like, first of all, motherfucker, he not going any route. His bitch ass is a contender, and he got mandated as a mandatory for Stan Jones. He's not going any route. He's mandated for the fight. And if he doesn't fight Stan Jones, then what the fuck you gonna say? Because I don't think Stan Jones will duck him. Because Stan Jones can easily win that fight. So so I'm just like, what Stan Jones trying to get back in there. <laughs> Yeah, so so I'm just so I'm like, what are y'all gonna say? I'm like, what what are y'all gonna say when when he doesn't fight him? Talking about oh, like honestly, my perspective on that is that like if you if you if you're gonna tell yourself if you're a professional fighter, you have ten plus fights, and you're gonna tell yourself you need more seasoning to beat somebody. No, what you're saying is you need for that person to get older and show vulnerability before you feel confident. Because because to be honest, either you can beat them or you can't. Like 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 with Virgil Ortiz Jr., there's no amount of fights he's gonna be ready for. Boots is that kind of fighter. Like there, there's no sparring or, 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 or amount of fights or other opponents that fight like Boots that'll prepare you for a Boots fight. So it's either you're gonna beat him or you're not. It don't matter your level of fucking experience or comp or da 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 da. And people are already talking about how he has a better resume than Boots with 19 fights. Okay, Mr. Better Resume, fight him then. Oh no, he needs more seasoning. Okay, well then shut the fuck up then. I'm trying to hear that bullshit talking about resume this resume that okay well let him fight boots and, and let him let him beat boots up since he got such a better resume oh no he's not ready okay well then why the fuck you even bring up resume then what you what you talking that bullshit for if you're gonna just be if you're gonna just be a fucking coward yeah because uh that's just how i'm feeling towards guys like xander and all these guys that you know i don't think that are good yet but it's like you know, if they're like already at like fifteen plus fights in their career fighting tomato cans or fighting people that I know they're gonna smoke, it's like I think it's time for you to, you know, turn up with the competition and you know, get your you know, get your career you know, rolling with some really dangerous level opposition because it's like if you're just being given these filler fights where you're able to just get payday after payday fighting nobody's it's like you're gonna get cooked at the high level, like hands down. Like it's like I don't, I don't see Xander and you know any other fighter I like to be that guy, you know, in their division. And I think eventually, like you know, it's all gonna show. And I mean, it's it's very you know, um, it's very sad that I have to say that because you know I don't want to see it happen to them. But it's just like if they're not gonna understand now, then they're gonna you know understand it later. I don't mind. I don't mind Xander Dias too much, and I don't. And I don't mind him because he's not talking shit. I don't, I don't mind him because he's not talking shit. He's staying in his place and just get like taking the money and getting the fights that he's been given. And and he and he's very and he and he uh, he's very high uh, activity. Like he fights like six fucking times a year sometimes. So I don't really mind him too much because he's not out here talking shit. He's not like Rolanda talking about I'm ready for Canelo and, and all this like wild shit. Like he's not. He's not out here being a psychopath, so I don't mind Xander's eyes because he's staying in his lane and he's shutting the fuck up. He's not. He's not. Do, he's not calling out people. He's not doing anything wild. Yeah, but he's just doing his job. That's a good thing about him. Yeah, like if, if he was out here talking shit, like trying to call out Charlo or some crazy shit, I'd be like, wait, what? I'm like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I'd be like, oh yeah, uh, I want to buy Charlo. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd be like, bro, get the bitch ass out of here. <laughs> but but yeah, no. So he, he's fine. I don't yeah, I don't I don't really mind guys. I don't have anything against him. 
You know, yeah, he's, um, he's a cool little fighter. You know, he's a cool fighter, but you know, we just gotta we gotta see what he does. Yeah, like I actually asked him like a question on one of his Instagram live, you know, that he had in the past, and I asked him, you know, like about the uh, matchmaking in top rank, and uh, like, uh, do you feel like uh, there's like a double standard when it comes down to certain fighters that? you know, deserve more credit when it comes to being matched up tough versus being matched up easy. And he gave me that weird look, like, as if he was, like, afraid to, like, answer me, you know, the, uh, or basically give me the uh, wrong answer. <laughs> but he basically gave me, like, the politicized answer to, like, like basically go on with it and say Tap Rank is, like, a good company. They do, like, their job and all that. Like you know, weird, but nonsense. He's, he's an employee. I mean, what do you expect him to say? He can't. He can't tarnish the brand. And every and everybody know that Bob Arum acts like a pissed off ex. He, he, he's super fucking petty. He's, he's he's super petty. He'll stifle your career. He'll he'll fuck your money up. He'll make sure you he'll make sure you don't get any fights and starve you. And he's a young kid, so yeah, he's not taking any risks. He's not talking shit. And so that's that's fair. I mean, and also the thing is too. If he comes out and says that his opposition is trash, he's shitting on himself. Like he's, he's basically, like he's he's doing himself he's doing himself a disservice. So, you know, I, I think I think he did the right thing in that vein, and uh, you know, uh, like I said, hopefully we just see him stepped up appropriately, and uh, we'll see where his career goes. But I'm not I'm not tripping on him. He's I mean he looks decent. He's, he's a decent fighter. I'm not gonna say he's some kind of world beater. He's you know he's not something that I haven't seen before. But you know, like I said, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how he progresses. Yeah, because I don't hate him. You know, like I think, I think honestly, like you know, he's just working much harder now because you know he understands that you know people like us have like a more deeper eye sight on him now. So it's like at this point, it's all just proving it in the ring. So I think, I think that's really where his mindset's at because. You know, if he wasn't really in that mindset and he was just talking out of his ass, just being all cocky and not really putting his career, you know, in a right place, then I would have already, you know, like, you know, written him off, like, uh, by now. But, like, um, I never did that, you know, at all yet because it's like he's actually just putting on, you know, about the work and, you know, he's not really saying much and. Uh, that's why that I like him, like, you know, like a lot because, you know, he's like a really um, level-headed, you know, person that actually just, you know, keeps it boxing. And he, um, he doesn't bring, you know, any drama to the table. And um, I was actually there for the Edgar Berlanga card, right? And um, I actually ran into Carlos Carabao that lost to uh, Victor Santian, right? That Dominican dude. But, um, yeah, Carlos, um, um, he got pieced up, like, a little bit, but, um, he, like, um, like, um, he wasn't, like, going out, you know, being crazy, you know, he, you know, took pictures with everybody, and he was just, like, like, a, such a nice person, man, but, I mean, people like that, you know, I just give a lot of credit for, it. and, um, I was very surprised that I didn't run into Orlando Capo Gonzalez and his cousin Henry Moncho Lebron, because, uh, they were also fighting that night, and, um, I like Orlando. Um, he's a very, very, you know, good fighter. Uh, very chill, very laid back. And same thing with his cousin, Henry. I like people like that, uh, that just focus on the sport and just continue to keep on getting better. 
As long as prospects stand a prospect's place, it's cool. But, you know, don't come talking shit, asking for top shelf smoke, and then try to cry when you actually get it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I think uh, that's about it, you know. I got, I got a crap load of good fights next week. I can't wait for, you know, the uh, Josh Warrington, Luis Alberto Lopez fight. That's can't wait for that. That's going to be hilarious. Renato Lopez is going to beat the shit out of Josh Warrington. And I, I can't wait. <laughs> I don't like Josh Warrington. So. Luis Alberto Lopez, new Mexican champion. Yeah. yeah that dude, that dude can fight his ass. I love Luis Alberto Lopez. Yeah, he's very entertaining to watch. That man is a, you know, he's a killer. Woo. And the undercard is trash. <laughs> Oh, is it that bad? Oh, yeah, you only got like four fights. <laughs> well, so sad. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad they're not like. I'm glad they're not dragging it along to where they have like twelve unknown fucking fights. Yeah, you got this guy named Caleb, Caleb, Caleb French versus Kurt Jackson. Some bullshit lightweight fight, and then you got James Metcalf versus Courtney Pennington. What? He's still fighting. Oh, that is going to be an ugly fight. And then he got the crazy-ass Ebony Bridges versus Shannon O'Connell. Yeah. I think Shannon's going to beat the crap out of her. But, yeah, hopefully, you know, she wins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Should be, definitely should be interesting. We are looking forward to Dr. Ellison getting mopped. Good with that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but is there um, any you know last words you want to give out uh, before we head on um, head up um, out here? Uh, no, that was it. Like I said, hopefully, you know, of course, uh, like and subscribe, everyone. But yeah, no, hopefully, you know, we get the fights we're talking about. Um, uh, as far as picks, uh, uh, I'm picking Chapatito to finally beat Estrada based on the last performances. Tyson Fury is going to destroy the Jordan Shore again. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, can't wait. All right, everyone. Yeah, you have a good evening. Yep, uh, thank you very much. All right, so uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, thank you, D uh, High, for coming through. And, uh, yeah, I will see you guys later. Peace out. Salute to the mighty, mighty LDBC and TWT. All right, I'm out. All right, I'll see you guys. Bye. <laughs>